Look, I know y'all all seen that video of the girl sitting behind her boyfriend while he was in the gym and she looking over her shoulders and just literally sat behind this man for like 10 minutes. And the thing that cites the whole video is the dude who doing the, like the voiceover and he literally breaking down the time and she just sitting over there looking at this nigga just in his phone. And this is real quick, just quick story time. That literally happened to me before. And it's just so funny when I seen that video, I swear to God, I literally sent it to the female who did that to me. I'm never going to tell y'all who did it. But if I, if y'all knew who did it, y'all be like, no, nah, this, she literally that mentally crazy. Did you believe that she actually did that? But it was just funny at that thing. Thank God. I was sitting on the machine. I didn't have my phone in my hand. Cause if somebody did that to me right now, nine times out of 10, when you, I was having this debate with, um, my friends and my brother and them in the um, group joint on Instagram. And we was just, I'm like, I could see me sitting there now and really realistically in between sets. I'm going down a rabbit hole. You'll be looking over my phone and be like, oh, nigga, this nigga's a pervert. Because I'm just sitting on Instagram liking this naked John, this John, this John, this John. That's just what I'm sitting on Instagram doing. If I'm going on my phone for that long. But this nigga, he probably was, bro, the way she was sitting over this man's shoulder and the way that the nigga explained how fast this nigga ran out when he told him his girl was sitting over his shoulder the whole time. You ain't going to never be able to go to the gym again, buddy. You can might as well add them 50, 60 pounds you about to add on. Because you ain't never going to be able to tell your girl you can go to the gym no more. Oh, boy, I'm about to go to the gym. She can be like, oh, no, the fuck you not. Sit your stupid ass on down. You think you about to be texting your little bitches while you at the gym? It's over. Your fucking fitness goals is a dub, buddy. You're going to be putting on relationship weight for the rest of your life as long as this relationship lasts. Or guess what she'll do? break up with you but you already let her get a 20 minute head start she'd have fucked up your good gym shoes all your gym clothes she didn't cut them shits up bleached your shit fucked your sweat vest up fucked all your shit up pulled out all your protein shakes nigga it's over for you and she gonna leave your stupid ass merry christmas happy new year fuck your new year's resolution I ain't gonna hold y'all. Dating kind of getting a little out of control. I literally just read this story. This 21-year-old was on a date, and she was getting busy. She was in the middle of having sex and poked the dude up on some revenge over... But hold on. Time out. I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Let me go back down memory lane, because I absolutely don't know how I kept forgetting to tell y'all this story for like two weeks. Literally, like the day before Valentine's Day, one of my exes was like, can I get your opinion on some dresses? I'm like, yeah, cool. Now, this is why I don't agree with exes to be friends because bro my exes are habitual line steppers always know how to draw the line but they do it very res like respectfully it's so it's cool but it teeters the line of like if i had a girl she would lose her mind and she's seeing these text messages because why your ex asking you what dress she should wear on valentine's day and that kind of probably speak i'm like man you're kind of giving simp right now like you helping your ex pick out a dress for valentine's day I make this make sense but anyway cool story we here we did it is whatever the case may be right so she sent me three dresses i'm looking they low-key fire they got like out of all three of them two was od like super sexual yeah given that like if you was on a date with this young lady you would be like i can't wait to get her home and beat her about this dress but i asked her i'm like let's be real can i ask you a question how fancy is this restaurant and then don't judge me i asked how many white people gonna be here because i don't want to gas my friend up to be the um super sexual big booty junk and everybody looking at her like oh who who she don't got no home training who who invited her to this restaurant like how she get in here i didn't want her to look like one of those right so i picked out one 
and then she was like, well, it is going to be a bunch of, um, you know, it's, it's a fancy joint. It's going to be a lot of white people there. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll go with the other one, right? And, she, and I'm like, yeah, because it looked good enough to the point where they're going to be still looking at you like, yeah, you one of them things. I want, I can't wait to get you home. She's like, that ain't even the best part. I need it. I need it just a joint to cover up a little bit so I can still wear these vibrating panties. I said, huh? Vibrating panties? I said, when you getting in this trick bag? Because you damn sure wasn't in this bag with me. But cool, whatever the case may be. So she telling me, yeah, I got the panties with the remote on them. So, you know, he can go crazy while we had dinner. I'm like, all right, you the goat for that one. Respect. I'm not even, I, I'm, I'm going to let you rock. I'm, I'm going to keep playing along with this story, whatever the case may be. So then she hit me up the day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what's up? How did the little situation go for Valentine's Day? Oh, nigga, don't talk about that. That's old. I said, oh, bro, I say it's only 28 days in February. That happened February 14th. It's literally March 14th today. What are you talking about? You know, niggas ain't this and third. And I kind of wanted to be like, I'm inside, I'm laughing. Like, but as a friend, I'm like, damn, for real, what what happened? But that to me is kind of almost want to say, like, ladies, you probably should stop going so and this this gonna sound like I'm 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 I feel like I'm dirty macking and salt shaking the entire male congregation right now. Cause it's kind of like, how do you wear vibrating panties and it don't work? But this is this is an ex she love to chase the alpha males, quote unquote, whatever that supposed to mean. So she always bump heads because I'm respectfully, she's an alpha woman. She's a career driven woman with a fat ass like a stripper. But like I'm saying, I'm like, so you don't want to talk about it? Look, what happened? Like how you to me that just like I haven't been on that side of the table, like some vibrating panties. I feel like that's some next level freaky diggy shit. So I feel like you supposed to try to like hang it out there like, bro, you call it quits but of course later on after she tell me the story and kind of break it down it was necessarily not him calling it quits it was kind of them uh i guess uh calling it quits together or her leaning more on the side of like nah i can't deal with this nigga but that kind of just almost made me be like how soon is too soon to pull out your best bag of tricks if it always in the same way because that is kind of like I ain't gonna hold you. I'd be sick. Me, if I was pause, if I was a woman, I would kind of be very disappointed and like, I could have did. I'm sure she had a list of niggas that she could have did the same trick for, and at least it would, it would reminisce a little bit longer. But I don't. Yeah, that's why I say dating get real tricky. Shout outs to Tinder real quick because I, why we on this dating situation? Tinder is offering. Uh, exclusive package where they will do background checks for you if you I never been on Tinder so I don't know how it works I'm just telling y'all what I read they're doing uh, you, they can do background checks for you they could sit here and uh, evaluate the person did you find a match and they can let you know if this person has any prior like felonies or any um like I guess rape allegations or anything like that this should raise a red flag where you may want to pump the brakes on this little situation this person did you swipe left or swipe right however that swipe go right but then again I'm still replaying back in my head while I'm talking to y'all right now like damn how much of an open door should be you and not necessarily because when I always use the word X I mean even like old situations that you really cool with and y'all can kind of vibe out with on the regular right I always just wonder like how does that really work because when is enough enough or when certain doors be closed in those relationships because i only can imagine how do you explain if i had a girl how would i explain that text 
back and forth. Obviously, you showing that I'm helping her out, like for somebody else. This ain't I'm not benefiting off this. Of course, I did get to see the pictures, but this, this is dress that you could try on. Like, I mean, you could post these pictures, trying them on Instagram on your IG story. To be honest, like it wasn't nothing revealing, and you telling me like you wearing some vibrators. I'm, but I'm still kind of like, if that was my girl. And I went through her phone and seen it. It may be different from if my girl read that same message. Because if I'm a nigga, I'm kind of, I might be a little bit salty. Did you asking another nigga what dress you should wear for me? Like, I, I don't know. And I feel like I'm not one of those dudes that's uh, super insecure. Or I really don't care about a lot of stuff. But that message right there, I don't know how well that would fly. And I honestly wish she would have came. I really was like begging her to just come on today. I need somebody to talk to. Let's let's talk about some of these coffee. Cause we I be feel like our conversations is always OD fire, but she's really super scared of like I don't want to be on YouTube and I don't want to do this. I don't want to hit people in the comment sections because I can't help but read them. All right, well, whatever. Long story short, I kind of felt after I looked at it and evaluated myself, I'm like, kind of giving simp actions my brother you really letting somebody violate you and send you a uh a pitch and you helping them pick out a dress for somebody else but anyway i'm not gonna hop on that story too much longer let's get let's get right into it i'm gonna keep asking where the no matter of fact i'm let's for, for all the new youtube viewers and listeners and people who found this on apple podcast I, we gotta get in. We gonna get into these TV shows, especially when they these black TV shows. So can I get into Snowfall first, right? And I'm kind of like, and I I was literally writing down my notes while I'm watching it, y'all. I'm like, should we wonder about Franklin, baby mother? But hold on, before the see the show even over, I'm like, hold on, Franklin, mom, what you doing? Franklin, mom, slow your road, Miss Lady. Who is this man you linking up with? And what type of investigation? Because I was almost like, is she working for the feds? But then it was like. No, as the conversation go on, she want them to kill old boy. Uh, what's I can't even remember his name. What's the what's the white boy name? I'm I'm drawing a super blank right now on what his name is. Ah, uh, he want to be called Teddy now. So Teddy. But Mom Dukes was like, "Yeah, I'm tired of you, frankly, keeping me in the in the background. I need to be plugged in. I'm trying to like I'm trying to be out here." Franklin, like what? Mom Deuce is really kind of throwing me for a loop, but I'm still not off the baby mother neither because the baby mother still kind of, it's like up in the air with me. It's kind of like fishy where it's like, bro, what's up with you? Like, where did you come from? Like this, that little story he gave on the Breakfast Club, I don't, that wasn't enough for me. Like, cause even like for, let's say for all the people who didn't watch his interview on the Breakfast Club and we watching the show, where did he meet this woman at? How is this just such a easy road? And then it's kind of like, um, I respect the aunt. Like the aunt kind of like, nah, we're not about to just bypass. We had the dinner. We ain't about to just bypass you. Um, not trying to figure out what happened to your dad. Your mom sitting right here, and then she acting real nonchalant about it. Like, what's up, y'all? Ain't y'all not putting two and two together? But whole time, mom just trying to fill out the room because mom already got her own plate that's going on. She about to finesse anyway, and that was kind of like, it, it's it's almost a little hard to be like, oh. I don't know how you judge it. I'm really trying to put my finger on it because it's just like, I, I really want to see how it's going to play out. Because obviously, as I mean, for people who don't know, this story was quote unquote loosely based around Freeway Ricky Ross. And I never really done, a, I've watched like his, Joan, they had it on BT. Um, 
was that American Gangster? I've probably seen it, but I really did. I can't remember all the details into how his story played out. But I'm sure now. But what they on season four, season five? It took a complete left turn from wherever his um the direction they was using to I guess build the show off of. I'm sure it went on its own narratives and its own stories now as it's going on. But I'm just watching it kind of just drawing like to conclusions where it's like how it is about to play out. Cause even Leon, when he was like, man, come to the dinner for my moms, this is like buddy then went on a complete different la la black Panther land right now. He off the man, you know, I love mom Dukes and I can't never forget everything she done for me, but I, how can I be out eating steak in the hood still starving? And I'm like, I feel what he's saying, but it's like, nigga, what do any, how do these two things got to do? We talking about one day together. I ain't telling you to come out every day and eat steak. We celebrating moms. Mom Dukes and came home um, from being out of the country for however long. Cause I, like I said, the, the skip on this show is so many, I feel like so many years in between where we kind of don't even know what's going on at this point where it's like, um, I'm kind of lost. I, one thing I can say about Wanda, I like how she's cleaned up, but I like how she's still kind of piped up like a junkie a little bit. Like she's still kind of real edgy and real jumpy. Like she still hit hit that shit a few times. And then I kind of don't, Um, it's cool that Franklin got her a job, but then I almost wonder like, damn, should they have put her on? Because she kind of know the game as well, but I don't know if she would have had like relapses on it. And then it's just like with the uncle and aunt, like, the aunt ain't really want to go. And she kind of, like, really standing on her ground. Like, I'm going to deal with Franklin, but I don't fuck with Franklin for real. Like, I'm kind of, like, I'm over the whole, um, the, the the Franklin shit. Like, I'm not really, I'm not a super fan of um, just trying to link up with him. I'm not trying to really build this void with Franklin and really build some crazy, like, little empire with Franklin. I honestly don't even know with I, I don't know. Snowfall be having me just kind of all over the place. And I'm never going to say it's like bad, but it's just, bro, it's just like, it's all right. And I'm not, and it's not even me trying to compare it to nothing else, but it's just like, what's the, I, I understand how some people like it because it, it seems more realistic, but just for me, for TV purposes, like what's the jump off character from this fucking show? Like what, like when I'm really watching it, I'm like, Damn, what's really going to keep me on the edge of my seat? And I can guess I can just tie this into like, let's just tie it into Tommy shit real quick. It's almost like when you looking at fucking, like you you get excited to even almost just to see who Tommy going to fuck next. Like, is he going to fuck with Scarface or is he going to fuck with the Flint daughter? Like you, that little shit is like more, it, you, you kind of trying to figure out what characters I'm going to hate, what kind of characters I'm going to like. I don't never really get that shit from watching fucking Snowfall. I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to talk about it because I do still just, I just like to promote black shit, period. But it's just, it's still for me. It never really just, I can't get the jump. Like, I be trying hard as shit to be like, damn, which one of these characters do I really fuck with? I fuck with the aunt. She cool, but I just, it's something. I don't know, bro. It, it's just hard. It's hard to really explain because I just don't. I don't know, dog. I really, I really be trying. Like, I try to figure out, like, what's the, what's the push from these characters? Like, what's the standout characteristic about these people? Like, how can even tell you? Again, tying it in, but let's tie it into Tommy, right? Like, we all sit here and say, like, Tommy don't have like no real emotion. He's just Tommy, right? 
but even for this last episode, that little scene with him uh, helping his brother pull out the fucking uh, the stove, like that to me is the most per- one of the most personable things I've seen Tommy do in however many years power has been a show. Like that's some real realistic, like that's the most family oriented shit I've seen them do. And that's kind of sounding like crazy, but it's just, it is, it's, you can continuously see Tommy becoming a human, but he's still with the pure gangster shit. He's still a hundred percent Tommy, but you still see little moments where it's kind of like, oh, all right, I see Tommy's trying to have a fucking personality now. He's kind of showing that he can be a fucking human. And that, and I even just fuck with how even continuously you see the loyalty between him and Scarface. Like you see how much she just like you with him and both of these women, you kind of like, I'm trying to figure out how they going to draw the line in between him, not fucking one of them or fucking both of them and keeping the business clean. Cause I feel like Scarface is down with whatever she with a threesome with the shorty and all that. Like, I feel like she get turned on by women and I can't, I mean, we obviously seen the Flint door to get down with the get down. So I kind of even just that little entanglement. I want to see how that play out. Like when I'm looking at fucking snowfall, it's just still like, bro, I don't fucking know dog. Like I'm really trying to figure this shit out. Like I'm watching it. I'm even just like, even when the, when his baby mother would get frustrated, like, you didn't tell me um, the real fucking story about Teddy. You didn't tell me, is he really dangerous? Why you got these guns in the jump? You no, know, the sidebar would threw me off when I was saying I started writing down my notes. When she cocked that motherfucking gun back and boom, boom, clicked that shit and got that jump right in like zero point no seconds. And he kind of looking like, oh, how the fuck did you learn that? And then she was just like, I said I lived a good life, but I don't get it twisted. I ain't just hop off the porch. I was like, okay, respect. But that made me kind of be like, what secrets is she hiding that he don't know? But it can't be worse than what the mom has got going on. So like I said, I feel like Snowfall has his moments, but that the way that Tommy shit clicked, even when you seen, I'm, I'm just jumping, y'all know how I do. I'm jumping back and forth right now between shows. And even it was just like how the son, um, the, the son, the, her, the, the Tommy's brother's son was supposed to be watching him. Um, one of the uh, what's the one of the brothers the what the, I don't even remember the fuck is the name of the gang. I did the brother that looked like fucking Cameron. He paid him five bands to watch Tommy, and he didn't know like he knows who his dad is. Now I don't know if his dad. We still don't know if the dad even know what his son looked like growing up now. But he went he spying on Tommy. He go look in the house and he see his dad in it with Tommy, and that shit freaked them out. He gave the nigga back his brain. Like, I'm not watching this nigga no more. And then the the brother like. Hold on, what the f- slow down? What the fuck did you see that's making you freak out like that? And nigga, like, man, I ain't explaining myself. Take this fucking money back. I'm gone. Fuck that job. But that's that shit right there. I'm talking that little scene right there and that interaction between the son and the fucking uh camera on looking nigga make you kind of be like, damn, I can't wait to see how this shit gonna play out. Like, is the son gonna end up getting down with Tommy? So now that gives Tommy extra motherfucking uh muscle in, in Chicago and help him get his le- leverage a little bit stronger because even as as you watch the show you can kind of see the flaws in both gangs in the flint shit with the son he really ain't on too much of nothing for real for real you can see he's super wet behind the ears with all over this shit he really just trying to fucking get gloria pregnant and move the fuck on like he really trapping ain't really for him for real you can see he's really a lover boy he trying to he trying to motherfucking sing their ass like he drake 
I'm not even mad. Can I just real quick sidebar? And I tell y'all, bro, Gloria got some of the best fucking teeth in the fucking world, bro. I have never been a nigga who gave a flying fuck about a woman fucking teeth, but I ain't never seen a fucking set of white fucking teeth. Oh my god, bro. The way her teeth hit off her skin is fucking immaculate, dog. Like any certain shit, like the older you get. I don't even know how this even became appreciation until I literally just seen, I, I swear to God, I never cared about nobody's fucking teeth until I seen that. Like, bro, her teeth and that skin just, Jesus Christ. So I ain't even mad if, I ain't mad, what's his name, Victor? I ain't mad at Victor for the way he sprung on her. I'm sprung, you got me tripping. I'm not even mad at that nigga for that shit. I'm not gonna really hold y'all. I'm not mad at him at all for that one. But again, Yes. Listen, just how I can explain. And I really watch both shows back to back and I just can't get that excitement and get those explanations the way I can with the Tommy shit. And I'm not even. And, and to me, if we on a totem pole of like the whole power universe, including BMF, bro, Tommy may be at the bottom if we keeping it a buck. But I still can get more excitement. I can get more dialogue from that show than I can from Snowfall. And of course, I'm just being a nigga that's a barbershop. I'm just comparing shit. It is what it is. Like, I don't never want, because don't worry, we're going to get to women, female rap comparison in just two seconds. Because I love Nicki Minaj, but buddy, 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 I watched that Joe Budden interview and I got a lot of fucking um, questions. And, and, and real quick, I'm going to get back into Tommy. Shout out to Joe Button for realistically doing a, um, he did an amazing job at interviewing Nicki because he allowed her to just, be a fucking hypocrisy through the whole shit. And I, give me two seconds and I'll get into it and explain to y'all what I mean. And if you didn't watch that one, watch it after you finish listening to this. But anyway, what was, where was that? With the, oh yeah, with the Tommy and fucking in, in the snowfall shit. Yeah, I really wanted to see how Tommy gonna play this shit out with the, um, the Flint jump. And real, and, and, and let's be real. Right now, the Flint daughter is getting too comfortable with becoming a fucking killer. She almost, I'm not saying she remind me of Tariq, but how when you go down that rabbit hole after that first body, she getting too comfortable with it. Cause first thing she did, guess how her mind, you just seen how her mind snapped back immediately how she killed um the Asian shorty. When a nigga get to choking her out, she remember, I poked this bitch up. I'm gonna poke this nigga up. Boom, hit his ass in the eye. He get the, boom, she punish him. And then it's just like, remember her, her fucking whole remorse after she killed the first girl. Like she was shook up with Tommy digging the fucking grave and she helping kinda. And he like, man, just say your goodbyes there. And I, said, I don't know what to say. Just say goodbye. So she said, boom. Okay. That was cool. But then going literally into, um, Literally going into the, the final jump when she, I forgot whatever little line she said, well, this is who we are. And he said, yeah, well, this is who we are. Whatever. I think that's how, how it is. Something like that in those lines of how they said it and it played out. You seen how she got more comfortable with it. And oh, I feel like that's just going to keep triggering. And, his, and you will see Tom. I feel like Tommy's alliance with him. I mean, with her, I, I feel like I'm going to make a hypothesis and say, I hope I use that word right. Um, the son going to link up him and Tommy going to end up being cool. Cause he going to figure out this, is my nephew, whatever the case may be. And they going, and he going to become a part of Tommy gang. And it's going to be the daughter and it's going to be, um, Scarface. And I feel like their little crew going to be strong. And I'm a hundred percent positive that the lady who know how to cook the drugs up 
praying the fuck about it that bathroom. I don't know how the fuck they leave somebody in the bathroom for that long and thought shit was gonna be sweet. That was like the ultimate rookie mistake. He like, where the girl that nigga, you know she got the fuck on up out of there. Like, cut it the fuck out. Um, yeah, but just again, if we keep in the score of like, and I, I want y'all to chime in. Like, let me know am I am I being a dickhead about this snowfall shit, or do y'all agree with me? Is it kind of like lackluster? Y'all feeling it? Like, is this shit? Like, I just don't know. I don't even know how you judge it. Cause I'm one of the people where I kind of like, if we leaning on social media, like looking for the memes and you're looking, you don't get that shit. And I know some people who try to disqualify that shit, but I'm like, how do you disqualify it? And we seen it for, you seen it for BMF. You seen it for fucking, uh, for the last season of fucking, um, Tariq, like nigga, that shit happens when this show really got real impact. Them shit, them fucking memes and shit right there itself. That fucking, um, what was that? Can't stop the rain. Bro, that shit was trending so fucking much that that was a song. It was an option on Instagram. People was making TikToks to it and making Instagram reels to it. Like you, that shit you can't deny. And I feel like you don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're not getting them same emotions right now with Tommy Neva, but you damn sure not getting it for Snowfall. So I, I, like I said, I don't know. I'm on, I'm on the fence with that shit. I kind of don't, I want to get y'all feedback on it as well. Let's, can we move into this Nicki Minaj, Joe Button interview? And again, I, like I said, I feel like Joe Button did an amazing job with allowing Nicki to get her shit off. And he really didn't give her too much pushback on certain topics that he seen was dear to her heart. But my biggest beef and question for that shit was like, how does like hearing Nicki talk about trying to, uh kind of make it like numbers ain't a thing numbers is not a big deal right but your entire career pre before she had her son um and all of this is kind of like before she had her son the way she was moving like number like you got to think about it she went crazy on travis scott and stormy excuse me and cali for making the bundle deals about the numbers when her last album was that album what was that with travis scott was sickle mode the sickle mode shit was on there and her and Nikki was going head to head and, and Travis was going to get a number one album and Nikki was going to get the number two. She made a big deal about that. But how now, I don't know how many years later that is, now you're saying that numbers, it shouldn't be a big deal. Numbers shouldn't be a factor. For me as a fan, numbers should never fucking matter. But don't sit here and say that shit. It's like you kind of watching Nikki, um, I guess where she's almost, it's like she's having an out of body experience with her career where it's like your career is on the decline and it's hard to say that because on some rapping rapping shit like on paper rapping if you judging bars still none of these women is rapping right now could probably hold a pen to nikki when nikki really in her bag and which is cool but if you, but the shit that she has based her career off for so long and that's even the kind of almost the young money thing where it's like um the number one crew we all, you know, like they always kind of put up the stats and put up the numbers because Drake is always going number one. And at one point in time, so was Nikki. And they were like, the, they were coming from behind Wayne and Wayne was doing a million in a week. Like that was just their thing because you were coming behind Lil Wayne and Lil Wayne was like, nigga, he put out two albums back to back. I think one did a million in a week. The next one did like 900,000. So that became their thing. But it's kind of crazy where it's like, where it's a dip in your career, you don't want people to judge off the numbers. And like I and I think I've I, I didn't make it on here, but it's just like when I used to buy mixtapes, when we all when we all kind of like in our thirties, some somewhere in your thirties, or even if you're in your later twenties, you probably even you bought mixtapes from before from a stand, either at the flea market where like bootlegging was a thing in the flea markets, or you even bought them in a the mall, or you bought them in front of a liquor store or something. 
I never knew how many other people bought this mixtape. You know how you normally used to judge mixtape, how fire the cover was, and what songs on there you never heard of before. Like that always used to be a thing where it's like, I want to shit. I want to be the nigga who ain't never like. I'm trying to put everybody else on the new music. I still even do that shit with here. Like I don't who care. I don't give a fuck about the numbers. Why does the numbers shit even fucking count? Especially when you hear artists talk and they always try to make it like it's a way for them to express itself. It's supposed to be art. It's supposed to be like why even let the numbers fucking play the game because us as fans we either like this shit or not because it could be songs on a perfect example Bro, i didn't listen to that new meg the stallion shit you know why because on apple music that shit was in a pop section that's some number i don't want to hear that shit because when i see some uh, a fucking song in a pop section megan the stallion is a rapper so if i see if i'm looking for a new meg the stallion song and that shit is in a pop section guess what that tells me oh that's a numbers play I don't want to even hear that shit. I'm not even going to press play on it because that right there is Meg showing me she's chasing numbers. That's a label making her do that shit because it's a Meg Thee Stallion song and it's not even in the rap section. I'm not listening to that shit. And don't get me wrong, I feel like even when that shit when Nikki was saying about chasing the sounds and how you will end up like artists in general, they chase a sound and you keep chasing sounds and you lose your own identity. I, I feel like she's speaking from experience because if you hear Nicki Minaj has a lot of regrets from doing like starships and um, what was that other uh, uh the bass song and the con like she regret doing some of those songs because again why was she doing it she was chasing numbers she was chasing the pop charts she wanted to be this bigger than life fucking star and which she accomplished don't get it twisted Nicki Minaj is a fucking icon like to me she's the best female rapper of all fucking time that's not even up for fucking debate or arguments. But again, it's still like, and I think we all do it. We all live with some form of regrets in life. Especially the older you get, you kind of look at certain situations and be like, damn, I wish I would have did this differently. But it's kind of me like, only thing I would have wished Joe would have did was just kind of like, she can have those emotions and feel like the numbers is bullshit. That's cool. But just explain to me why, when you were at your peak of your career, why did you live in and basically live and die on the numbers? You always wanted to post your fucking accolades. Oh, I'm the first woman to do this in history. I'm the first to do this and the third. And the crazy thing is when I say it's all hypocrisy, she in the same interview telling us how like the radio don't play none of her and little baby new songs, but the um Do We Have a Problems junk was the number one song on Apple Music and Spotify. Who gives a fuck? If the people like the music, then that's all that should fucking matter. You don't have to tell me that it is number one on fucking Apple. I don't give a flying fuck what's number one on none of them fucking platforms. Because if the song is ass, bro, the song is ass. Then you can't hide behind numbers because guess who used to do numbers? Fucking 6 9 Fucking NBA Young and while we talk about numbers, I'm going to tie this into two fucking things. NBA Young Boy does a fucking ridiculous amount of numbers on YouTube. And even when he did a solo project, I think he did like one something. The baby do the same fucking thing. Want something, whatever the case may be. Both of them do solo projects. And, and I kind of think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to lay it out and then we can talk it out together. These two niggas did a project together and only did 28,000. Go right now, while you listening, go on YouTube and go look at how 28,000 units sold for the joint project that NBA Youngboy and the baby did together. And don't get me wrong, it happens with all the artists, but I kind of know, like, when Future and fucking Drake did an album, it didn't, Drake is a fucking, on a bad album, Drake gonna do 500,000. Nigga, Drake do, like, fucking 80 on fucking old release, re-release shit. Like, come on, bro, like, but my thing is, that shit should never matter. Fuck them numbers, but the numbers don't never make sense when 
major artists do collabo projects. You know why? Because the labels don't want to split money together. So I'm not putting no money behind this fucking project. The baby is on Interscope. Fucking NBA Youngboy is on Atlantic. I'm not splitting up this fucking money. I'm not about to put all my money. Like Atlantic might be saying, I'm not about to put all my money to promote this fucking project because now I got to split the fucking profits with Interscope anyway. And Interscope probably feel the same way. So now the real numbers, who y'all really are when the fucking light shine? What Rick Ross say that Floyd money way, uh, that Floyd money, uh, Mayweather money look funny in the light. That's how them numbers look. Cause now when your fans genuinely got up, just it is just your fans listening and has nothing to do with the label supporting it or pushing these projects. Here go the real numbers. But to me, that still doesn't determine. I actually like that NBA young boy in the baby project. But that's my point of why I think the number shit is corny and the fucking rappers should stop highlighting it. Stop reposting it when all these fucking blogs post the shit because that shit does not make the project good or bad. I don't give a fuck because sometimes people just don't be hip to certain shit. I, like I'm not a person who listen to R&B. Y'all send me different shit, and I get hip to the shit. I'm like, oh, I like it or I don't like it. But I don't know how many of these projects, and they only do it with rap. I never see them post the first week numbers for no R&B motherfuckers. Never. But that's just a dumbass thing. But again, I only wish that fucking Joe would have asked Nikki, why did it used to be important to you now, and now you kind of trying to um, you trying to dim her down. And she did the same thing with the award shows, right? <laughs> And she was saying, like, we should have our own beat, you know, our own wars where we celebrate each other. Hey, ding dong, excuse me, miss. We have the BET Awards. When was the last time y'all seen Nicki Minaj at either one of the BET Awards? The Hip Hop Jones or the regular BET Awards? And that's the shit that blow me about artists. Like, y'all complain about the Grammys. Like, they was just like, it don't make no sense that Nicki never won a Grammy. Okay, cool. But when was the last time she been to a BET Award? She complained that whole interview, how people don't give her like her flowers for certain shit. The magazine covers to get a cover to like Kim K or fucking what she say. What's the other girl? Billie Eilish and all these other motherfuckers. But then now I see. And then the crazy thing is the funny thing. What I was about to say was, um, you never see fucking, uh, you, you, you never seen who, who is, who is Nikki put on? Like, what's the rappers that we can say? Oh, Nikki Minaj put that person on. The first time I ever heard of them was Nikki did a song with them. You can do that with Wayne. You could do it with Drake. You could do that shit with a, a bunch of other motherfuckers. You could do it with Gucci. That's never been her thing. So it's just like now how you complain about these people not giving you your credit, but why? who have you helped board up? Like what's going to be your legacy? Don't get it wrong. She's probably clearing. She's trying to fix it now. And I don't know if she's fixing it now because she want to play the I'm trying to get hot again game because now she's about to do a song with uh, Carly Rae. And, to, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say this right now. This shit come out, what, March 15th? Tuesday, matter of fact, happy birthday, uh, to my brother Marcus, he's a fucking Pisces. I don't know nothing about the Zodiac shit, but I do know Pisces women are pieces of shit. But anyway, that, that I'm, I'm telling y'all now, I think this will be Nicki Minaj's biggest song off her comeback. Don't get it twisted. On some rapping shit, that seeing green shit was beyond fucking bananas on some rapping and rap shit. But on some chasing a hit type of shit, watch what I tell you. Watch how fucking crazy this. I know, just because I've literally been listening to, um, Carly Ray, I think I'm, I'm, I know it's not Carly Ray. What is Coley Ray? Benzino daughter. Because I, I can't never say her name the right way. Benzino daughter. She actually makes great fucking music. And I've been saying that shit. And I think the only thing that throw her off a little bit sometimes is um, just the social media shit. It kind of draw people a different way. But watch, mark my words, what I'm telling y'all. We heard all the songs you'd heard, both of the little baby shits or whatever other shit Nikki done done. 
mock my words that this song is gonna be the best fucking joke that she done done so far but my questions for nikki would be is like dude you should be doing this shit for all the younger females bro you have nothing to lose you are the superior rapper just wrap your ass off and, and the job will even be a hundred times easier for you let them do the hook you just get in where you fit in but you can't sit here and tell me the numbers don't matter now you try to shit on these awards because you didn't win these motherfuckers and because you didn't um and the numbers aren't in your favor no more because none of that shit should have never mattered when you were the biggest fucking artist in the world you should have never let that shit matter any fucking way let the fucking music speak for itself and that's one thing i can kind of say like even with drake like he do his numbers that nigga really don't give a fuck bro drake don't give a fuck about none of that shit when i come to play i'm gonna come to play and you know drake don't give a fuck because look what the fuck drake out here doing this nigga on the fucking where the fuck he at, at um in the bahamas with fucking jack hollow and you know what's so funny real quick to even and to touch on that shit you know how the world is really colorist and fucking hypocrites up to a lot of shit Y'all made a big deal about the picture because the women that was in the picture with Drake was just regular brown skin and dark skin women. No fat asses, no big titties. Y'all made a big ass deal about this picture. Because if he would have took that same picture with a bunch of Instagram models, nobody would even gave a fuck. Besides that Jack Hollow looked fucking nuts in the picture. But outside of that, but y'all made it a big deal. That picture was a piece in a conversation. And I even seen some blogs post the picture and they had like laughing emojis. What the fuck was funny about the picture, bro? These niggas was just out like nigga, niggas is niggas. Like, don't ever get it twisted. Like, yeah, Drake is Drake. But I'm sure that if these the only women in their facility and he ain't Drake gonna still beat. Like, let's be clear. We seen with Drake, no shade. You seen with Drake baby mother look like let's don't why cause she a white woman. Did you think that he won't just hit these regular ass black women? Why not? And that shit be to me, that's just like sometimes you can always read between the lines on how society and it just don't be men, it be women too. Cause go find that picture and go read the comments and look at the shit that women was saying. And I'm trying and I'm just looking at it like, damn, it's so fucking crazy. Because women be wanting men to take them as they are. These women just enjoying a fucking vacation and probably in a space that 90% of the women who was talking shit about them wish they was in. You wish you was in that fucking picture with Drake because you was going to try to get up on that dick. But instead, you in the comment section hating on these motherfuckers. But that's again, and I constantly had these conversations with women all the time. It's just like, bro, it don't be men. It be y'all. It's never like y'all want it to be us so bad, bro. It's not us. It's y'all. Y'all setting these standards and these bars and these weird ass conversations for y'all. It ain't, it's never us because niggas don't give a fuck because I seen some bitches in that picture that I would have fucked. And when the thing twice about it, I'm literally looking at the picture like, oh yeah, I, I would have hit that jump. It wouldn't even care, but that wasn't even the vibe that them niggas was even on on that picture. But you just, I watch how women do other women and that shit is fucking disgusting. I'm not even going to hold you. And while I'm on this little soap opera about women, right? This, and this, I hope this is the last time we had this conversation because I really, I'm not going to say I'm tired of having it, but sometimes I just always want y'all to, um, Hold yourself accountable, right? And and it goes back into the Brit Britney grind and shit. I had this conversation with two different um of my female friends. Matter of fact, one was the ex I was just telling y'all about with the um with the dress shit, and it, and another one of my um homegirls. And they was you know like sitting here saying like oh they were sitting here trying to say the Britney grind and shit was really on the WNBA fault because they don't pay her more, and that's why she was over Russia. And I'm like one. Britney Griner already knew that Russia was fucking Russia before 
any of this other shit happened. Like, let's don't get it twisted. Y'all, let's don't forget that niggas was criticizing fucking Trump years ago about him being cool with old boy over there, right? So let's be clear. Brittany Griner been playing over in Russia for years. But again, like Mike said last week, okay, if the WNBA did pay her a million dollars, and that's only for three months, you think she's still, what's she going to do for the rest of the fucking, however many fucking months left in the year? You think she's just going to sit in the house? Fuck no. She's still going to go over there and grab that sweet money. Because I'm sure the women over there can't, this shit is easy money. Like, bro, have you seen how tall fucking Brittany Griner is? Uh, I say, I'm about to call her Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner. But my whole conversation, what I had with both of these women, I'm like, first off, I asked them, was like, hey, do you own a WNBA jersey? You already y'all know the answer because guess what none of y'all don't own one the answer was no i said have you been to a wnba game the answer was no again for both of these women so what i'm telling you is, i said as a matter of fact what i tell you i've been telling y'all this for months bro y'all don't even follow no wnba women so y'all not helping their fucking algorithms y'all not helping their analytics or nothing you motherfuckers just again it's fucking very hypocritical and it's just you want you want equality and you want all this other big wild shit but guess what y'all don't do you don't even fucking support these women so they can fucking get paid. Because guess what? You'd be like, oh, well, I, well, I haven't been. I don't got no NBA jerseys, but you've been to NBA games. Like, that's the shit I'm talking about. Candace Parker got some shoes. I, and listen to what I'm saying. I just, me personally, I've already, t- and I don't almost don't want to even say it on mic, but I say it. It don't matter. I'm, nigga, I've seen some WMA. I probably had to go in store to actually just at least try one of them on. But I've I seen some WMA jerseys. I'm like, bro, I'm going to start making that. Like, I'm going to pick a day of the week, and I'm just going to wear WNBA jerseys. And I just haven't been like buying shit for a minute because, like I said, I'm one of them people. That whole mad shit was throwing me left, and I'm gonna talk about that in a few seconds. So I just didn't buy shit. wasn't spending money trying to mentalize on a lot of things because the shit is just irritating to me. But I even like I said, I'm like, bro, Candace Parker got some fire shoes. I don't see nobody wearing them, especially even, and that's men, women, whoever. Like, nigga, stop. You can't keep complaining, and we never going to be each other's support system. Everybody want fucking change, but ain't nobody fucking doing shit to help the shit go in a different way. But everybody, went, oh, the WNBA, how are they going to pay her more? You motherfuckers don't even go to the games. We live in the DMV. Guess where the Mystics used to play it? They used to play in the fucking Capital One Arena, but enough people wasn't going to the game, so guess where they play at now? In Southeast of that fucking, um, fucking whatever that fucking little center they got over there. In the fucking heart of the hood, the fucking WNBA got to go play over there. That shit right around whatever that uh, fucking center is right there um, around the corner from Congress Heights Station. Like, come on, bro. What? Like, let's, sometimes y'all got to slow down and think. And that's what I always tell women. Relax. This now, you're, now this is one of those conversations where men don't like to have with women because you're being a woman now. You're just overanalyzing shit, being very aggressive, and you're not even using your common sense. Call yourself out on the shit that you don't support yet. The same way I told I, I was telling um. One of them, I was like, bro, you 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 get mad about all the shows, all the good black shows got something to do with drug dealing. And I said, well, guess what? Post the fucking Bel Air show. Promote that shit. Promote All American. You don't post and talk about that shit. So with the, that's my point of like, you can't complain about shit if you're not going to help be the solution. That's my only thing. Buy some fucking WNBA jerseys. Go to some fucking WNBA games. And then we can have this fucking conversation about Brittany um, Grinder next year the season ain't even up yet the something the, the wnba women's season start at during the summertime 
Go during the summertime. Take your kids there. Like, support that shit. Or stop fucking complaining about this shit. That shit is fucking annoying, bro. Because I'm not going... Anything I'm going to fucking complain about, I'm going to come on this motherfucker. I'm going to support it. I'm going to post this shit on my Instagram. I'm going to talk about this shit. But y'all fucking just crying about shit and not even actually supporting this shit. That shit is weird fucking energy. And I told y'all that same shit about y'all fucking posting the prayers for fucking whatever the fuck the name of that place is. And y'all not... Take care of fucking home first. Don't send no fucking prayers for nobody else. And we got our own fucking problems. And that was, and that was my issue. I, I kept telling y'all last week. And let's even go to this mad shit real quick. I like to always see, especially on social media, everybody swear to God what you would do if you was back in the slavery time, the shit you wouldn't go for. I have some news flash for y'all right now. If you are still wearing a fucking mask today, March fucking 15th, and you're not on a fucking Metro bus, the train, or in a fucking Uber or fucking Lyft. Bro, take your fucking mask off. You don't have to wear this shit no more. Watch the fucking news, because now you up. Guess what you've been? You've been a fucking slave to fucking hurry and tell me what I had to go and put the fucking shotgun and tell your dumb ass you fucking free. Stop that shit. I even hate when you go into places and people are looking at you like you fucking crazy. Hey, dickhead, watch the fucking news. They been told you to take this shit off. I didn't even know they told you you could take that shit off on February 28th. And it's fucking March 15th, and you motherfuckers wearing that shit like it's still a mandate. Like, stop. That's the shit I'm talking about. Y'all, how you gonna tell me that all this cool shit you would have done if you was on the bus boycott and you was on the fucking slavery and all the shit you wouldn't rock for and your monkey ass still complying with rules that ain't even there no more? Talk to me. Talk to me fucking nice. That's in my dream doll voice. Talk to me nice. Fuck it. Like, come on. What y'all talking about? What you was gonna do? You, 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 especially black people, because this, this, this is not even a white person conversation because the white people been fell out of line with them fucking shits. Y'all just fall in line and stay in line. It, you, you are a free fucking slave right now. You're free. Go free. You don't even want to go free. I want y'all today, if you got still got masks, well, I want you to go outside, get a fucking lighter and burn all them shits. Stop fucking stop, Mo. You are a fucking free fucking slave, bro. Free. You are free. Go fuck. And I know that sounds extreme, but no, that's how you are. This is a perfect example of you wouldn't have held fucking Rosa Parks down and you would have made fucking Harriet Tubman job a hundred times worse because you just fall in line. I see that shit. It's cool. Like if you're old, older people probably not listening. So I'm not even talking to nobody over a certain age. I'm talking to you motherfuckers in your thirties. They're supposedly healthy. Take them shits off, dog. You're blowing me. Shit is so fucking annoying. It's only three fucking places y'all should wear them shits. And that's public transportation. That's it. Or if you're full. And we'll be a fucking flying on the plane is public transportation too. If you're not on, if you're not in, trans- in public, if you're not on public transportation, take them shits off, please. Do us a fucking favor. And that shit literally real quick. And I'm done with this shit. Because the shit pissed me off. I was in fucking the grocery store buying um some fucking pre-workouts. And the lady, like, and this is so funny because this is, again, this is almost a black and white thing and I hate to always do this. But it was a black lady at the register and she was kind of, you could tell she had an attitude that I ain't had my mask on. And, but it was, and the manager was a white lady and she was taking them, the, the funny thing, literally, while I was in the store, she was taking them signs down and she's like, what you doing? She's like, we got to take them down. It's not a mandate no more. And then you could hear the black lady sucking her teeth. Again, that's my point of like, bro, you free. Get the fuck out of line, bro. Hold Rosa Parks down, B. That's how I feel like right now. With y'all with the mask on, you making Rosa job hard, and Harriet gotta put the fucking shotgun to your fucking head and tell you to keep it moving. Next fucking topic, dog. I hate getting on these fucking soap robbers. 
real quick, just some wild dumb shit. Rare first edition, 1999 Pokemon Chavez card is sold for $336,000. Listen to what I just said. A fucking 1999, what is it, Charlamander or Shazam? I don't fucking know how you pronounce this Pokemon card, but this motherfucker went for $336,000. Imagine all the motherfuckers you was laughing at and looking at at the lunch table like they was crazy when they used to play with Pokemon cards. And that bitch went for 336000 This is a fucking cartoon fucking card. This ain't a Michael Jordan. This not a Tom Brady. This is not a Peyton Manning. This is a fucking Pokemon card. And this bitch went for $336,000. Why just because I mentioned Tom Brady and talking about buying outlandish dumb shit that like why the fuck did you just spend that type of money on? A nigga went and bought a Tom Brady's quote unquote last touchdown football. He spent five hundred thousand dollars on this football literally hours before Tom Brady unretired. Imagine you thinking you bought some fucking mil- uh what is the fucking word? Uh, memorabilia. Some historic moment, some shit you thought you was about to make an NFT off of, and boo-boo the fucking fool you are. Ladies and gentlemen, here's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Just wasted five hundred fucking thousand dollars. That fucking football has no fucking value to that bitch no more. Soon as pay I mean, soon as fucking Tom Brady throw one fucking touchdown next season. If I'm that nigga that spent five hundred thousand, God forbid me. Knock on wood, but I'll be saying a lot of motherfucking prayers going to New Orleans, getting some voodoo juju put on Tom Brady because I need the fucking ball to be worth something. Other than that, you just wasted 500 bands, bro. For me personally, I can't even imagine. Like, you, you're, I'm not even gonna say wasted because you know what type of bread you really gotta have for one to buy that dumbass Pokemon card for $336,000 or to be able to buy a fucking Tom Brady football for 500 bands. The way you'll build suicide watches if you spent your last 500000 on a fucking football. But realistically to me, I'm thinking a nigga who bought a $500,000 football, excuse me, probably really got, he up some M's. So it's it's a blow. It's still going to blow you because even if you up a B, 500000 I feel like 500000 is still 500000 even to somebody that's up a billion. But, um, yeah, that shit kick you in the nuts. And it's so crazy. Like, I wonder, I got to know that because I, I came on here and said, well, now my stance kind of seemed corrected because I was like, why the fuck would Tom Brady um not resign? Because what, what was the date on that shit? I think it was like February 4th. If he would have stayed under contract in February, he would have got the guaranteed $15 million. Like, I wonder how do that shit work now that he unretired or is he retired and now he about to do a whole new contract? That shit kind of weird. And then it was, you seen like the running jokes when people were saying it was either two things that happened. Either Tom Brady kids was bad as shit or Tom Brady kids and wife got sick and tired of seeing his ass in the house every fucking day. And that's why he unretired. So it was either one or the other. His kids was either bad as shit. And this nigga like, ain't no way fucking hell I'm sitting in the house the rest of my life with these badass fucking kids and this fucking woman nagging me about a bunch of bullshit. Or it was the other way around and they was kind of getting tired of like, uh, we kind of thought we wanted dad at home, but nah, nigga, you can get the fuck on and go back and play football because you're blowing the shit out of us right now. All these new rules that you want niggas to be on, you got trying to get the kids on their TB12 method. Ain't nobody trying to do none of that shit. Dad, get the fuck on out of here and take your ass back to go and play football. But anyway, Tom Brady is coming back for his 23rd season and he will re- um 
coming back to play with the Buccaneers. Can I stay on sports, ladies, just for two more seconds? Because y'all know I'm a diehard LeBron fan, but can we kind of like, can we pump the brakes on all these bullshit records that LeBron breaking them this season and the fucking Lakers is getting their fucking head kicked in every night? Because it's cool. One night LeBron dropped 50 on the Wizards. That's cool. And don't get it twisted. Like I said, I made the video on Instagram. Kyle Kuzma was giving them niggas the business. And that's how I always know when niggas don't be watching the game because you see everybody posting, oh, LeBron scored 50, da, da, da. Bro, Kuzma was taking these niggas to fucking church, and he was talking shit. So when he dropped LeBron off and hit the three from damn near like a little bit above half court and stuck his tongue out like he was MJ. This Kyle Kuzma with LeBron checking him. And that's why when you see that little video of LeBron hitting the three and then you see um THT getting in Kyle Kuzma's face, like mean mugging him and shit, because Kuzma was busting their ass. But that that's, that's beyond. That was the weekend. Last night game, that shit made my stomach hurt, dog. The fucking Phoenix Suns beat these niggas' ass out the rip. They was up by like 20 fucking three in the first fucking quarter, dog. What the fuck are you talking about? And you talking about some 10,000 assists. Fuck you and them 10,000 assists, nigga. Win the fucking game. Like, I don't even, that, like, that shit is so, like, as a competitor, as somebody who wants to be called the greatest of all times, explain to me, bro. I would have had to put that fucking 10,000 assists on hold, bro. I'm not celebrating this shit. I'm not signing this stupid ass ball. I'm not doing none of that bullshit. I thought I just got my ass beat by damn near 30 some fucking points and I was getting my ass beat the whole entire fucking game. And shout out to Devin Booker. Because Anthony Davis, I think he posted or said something in the interview. The only reason why the Suns beat the Lakers last year in the regular season, I mean, in the playoffs, because Anthony Davis got injured. And then and, and fucking um, Devin Booker said, sometimes, yeah, you got to throw that Michelle Obama shit out the window. Every time them, they got to go low, sometimes you got to take that shit to the floor. I'm not about to take the high road. Fuck that. He got me fucked up. Get healthy this year, and we'll holler at y'all at the playoffs. And that's how he carried it. And I ain't mad at Devin Booker, because right now the Lakers look like fucking pure dog shit, bro. Like, I'm telling you, I'm picking a new team. Like, I'm realistically, I honestly want to be a fucking Kevin Durant fan. Can we start shouting out? Like, Kevin, let's remember that Kevin Durant is from the fucking DMV. And I want to find, I'm going to read y'all this tweet that Kevin Durant tweeted out. And this shit was fucking hilarious. And I'm really like, the richer Kevin Durant get, he really be acting like a DMV nigga for real, for real. Because there's some shit that a nigga all broad would, from here would have fucking tweeted out. This nigga tweeted out, when them parlays don't hit this year for y'all, for slandering um for slandering nba fans for the basically he was saying because this is kind of like niggerish for all y'all who always talking shit when them parlays don't hit ha ha i'ma had a last laugh i'm grateful for having this much power now <laughs> this motherfucker then a nigga tweeted up under the joke i want kevin durant prosecuted immediately after this game Bro, you got to think, I don't know how many of y'all know about the betting shit and the parlays, but that shit is funny because he can really fuck your parlay up and still win the game. So, like, for the women who listen, they're like, what the fuck is a parlay? So, let's just say if you bet that um, it'll ask you, like, over and under, will Kevin Durant score over 25 or under? And for Kevin Durant, it'd probably be a little bit high, so they'd probably make it, like, <laughs> Kevin Durant. Uh, 30 points over or under. So you either got to bet this Kevin Durant going to score over 30 or under. He can score 30 and you'll still win. Or to go, or if he score under, then you'll lose. So that's just what basically we're just giving you a, 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 a slight what a parlay is. It, but it's just funny. Like I said, I, my biggest beef is just like, bro, LeBron, fuck them stats, my nigga. Win. Get to the playoffs. Cause I like I'm not even like I'm cool with the West Brick jokes, and I don't even know that 
I think we kind of addressed that shit last week, but then Russell Westbrook literally had the fucking audacity to do an interview, and he blamed it on his kids. The nigga sit here and said, I think, yeah, this was after we recorded last week. And the nigga was like, it's not about me. I don't care. I can take it. But you're not going to tarnish my legacy and make my kids hate their last name. No, Russell Westbrook. That was some whole shit. I'm not even going to hold you. Why you got to bring the kids? The kids don't got nothing to do with this. I don't even know how old Russell Westbrook kids is. But I'm 100% positive I'm going to go on the limb and say they in elementary school. Ain't nobody in their fucking school saying shit about Russell Westbrook. Ain't nobody in that school fucking with your last name. So your kids ain't, he was like, I'm scared to even bring my kids and family to the game now. Bro, you know all you got to do? You know how you can eliminate all this shit. And I'm, I'm going to literally say this, and we can go to another subject. Bro, just play fucking better. Stop fucking shooting bricks. I seen a joke last night, and I'm like, maybe he getting old. Because he was going to the rack, and he let fucking JaVale McGee block his shit. He literally had to rim out the dunk the shit. And I'm like, maybe I'm like, maybe he just getting old. I don't, maybe he got an injury that I don't know about. Cause I'm like, damn, if this was old Westbrook, he would have put fucking ja- JaVale McGee ass on Shaq and the Fool. But he didn't. JaVale McGee smacked that shit and sent that nigga about his way. Again, LeBron, stop celebrating these bullshit ass stats right now. These stats at this point is pure bullshit. That 30,000 points in them 10 assists, none of that shit. Bring that shit back next year. Run that shit back, Turbo. Have a baby by me, baby, be a millionaire. Have a, have a, have a baby by me, baby, be a millionaire. I feel like that should be the fucking thing song for Tristan Thompson. I don't know how you pronounce this young lady first name, but her last name is Nicole's. She requested Tristan Thompson pays $47,000 a month for child support, a million dollars in attorney fees. Alleged she spent over $2,000 a month dining out before she gave birth expecting to resume in the coming years hey yo this be the shit when i when this is the only reason why sometimes ladies i get mad and frustrated with y'all because this would tell me as a man where could my out be like that listen let me read these numbers off to you one more time so you can understand me as a hardworking man. I be telling y'all some weeks I work 60 hours. I've even worked 64, 67. Back in my prime when I really didn't give a fuck, bro, I've even done 80 hours. So imagine me as a man telling you all these hours I've worked before in my life. And a woman is taking a nigga to court for $47,000 in child support, a million dollars in attorney fees. And she's upset because she spent $2,000 out to eat while she was pregnant with his child. Yeah, I'll wait for y'all. Send me a letter. Send me a fucking paragraph. Send a fucking uh, bird with a mail. Whatever. Explain to me what fucking type of come up can a man ever receive like that? How? What if I get a have, if I meet Mary J. Blige or Beyonce or fucking Rihanna? A list of motherfuckers that I'll never fucking meet in life the fuck are we talking about? Or if I meet him, it ain't going to be on them fucking type of terms. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about, bro? Like, sometimes y'all just piss me off. I want y'all to know that. Some shit that y'all would none of us going to absolutely care about. And I'm not even playing a clip for this shit because I don't even know why I'm even speaking on this shit. But Mace put out a diss on towards Puffy. Mace dissing Puffy is kind of like, can I, am I allowed to say this? That's kind of like mentally retarded. Like what? Like sometimes I be feeling like people don't even read the room. Two things for certain and one thing for sure. Like, of course, Diddy is Diddy, but I'm still going to stand on my shit of blow. 
what the fuck has Diddy done musically in like a million years? Who give a fuck? Why? And that just lets you know how out of touch Mace is. And maybe he's not out of touch. Maybe he's smart because all the blogs did pick the bullshit up. But it's like, for what? Who give a fuck? You dissing Diddy about what, nigga? The song sounds fucking horrible. Like, I almost want to play it just so y'all can understand how horrible this shit sound. But I don't even want to, like, I don't, to me, I don't want to give it. I already gave it like because I'm talking about it. But I'm just not about to play it. If y'all want to see this shit, go in the shade room with one of them motherfucking motherfuckers. They got that shit somewhere. But that shit was horrible, dog. Like, why? Like, sometimes it just be like, wow, what the fuck be the point of that shit? And that be my, that's my biggest beef, I guess, with just entertainers and people in general, right? Because when you do have your opportunities, and, every, and, like, oh, and we always can say this, we all can say this, every dog going to have his fucking day. You're going to have your moment where you can help put other people on. When Mace had his opportunity, I'm again the same way I asked Nikki, who did you put on? And that's the thing I think people, that's the playbook out of life that everybody should take from Gucci Man. Gucci Man always going to be Gucci Man and Gucci Man going to always be A-OK. You know why? Because when Gucci Man was at the prime of his career, at the height of his career, even when he fresh come home out of jail, Gucci Man never has a problem with, hey, here go my spotlight. Let me help you out. See what you can do with it. It's a long, I don't even, we ain't got to go down the list. You, we all fucking know, we all familiar with niggas that Gucci Man and put on. But a lot of these other motherfuckers hit hard times and hit bumpy roads and want to go down memory lane that has so much bitterness and fucking animosity towards the wolves, the world, and other people they've done business with. Because guess what? When you had when the, the spotlight was on you, you was the only motherfucker who you wanted to have the ball. You wanted to call ISO plays all day long. When your time run up, and then it's gonna be like, now what? Now you on the clock or what? Now what's gonna happen? Now you want people to throw you a fucking sympathy party. It's not gonna work like that, Jack. It's not, it's never gonna fucking happen. People who have longevity in any form of entertainment is motherfuckers who put other people on. Because guess what? When on your decline or when you supposed to decline, guess what? Somebody gonna pull you back up. Perfect example. Perfect segue. Fifty Cent has if you for everybody who follow Fifty, you done seen the last couple of weeks. Fifty has been bigging up Monique, and I've said this shit on here before. Fifty is giving some of the older celebrities we grew up on. A fucking second life, a second win of the career, bro. Look at perfect example. I don't give a fuck. Of course, Mary J. Blige and Matt and, and Method Man are fucking icons. But let's be honest and let's be clear. Neither one of them were very relevant as they are right now in this moment, off of being on that fucking show. Fifty Cent has put a light, and that's again somebody. When I have the opportunity to give light to other motherfuckers, I can give light to our icons again. Cause fit, and when I say that, when I say look at fucking, um, uh, Mary J on a run, Mary J performed at the Super Bowl. Y'all think really, and I, I don't know, but you, y'all feel like that Mary would have been on that Super Bowl if she wasn't as on fire as she was on Power. Well, and if you say she would have been, well, I got another scenario for you. I think I seen what is Pepsi? Pepsi is doing a concert series, like a one-time festival, some shit with Mary J. Blige. I think it's in Atlanta. She got a y'all probably gotta Google it. And it's a list of motherfuckers she got performing it. Like some like that list. Like if you want some RB shit, it's a lot of big name motherfuckers on there who are gonna be performing with Mary. But I'm sure these opportunities is coming because Mary is on a she was on the number on the number one show, especially for the black community. <laughs> she was the face of that show. 
her and Tariq. So like, what the fuck are we talking about? That's why these doors are continuously open. And that's why I fuck with 50 because now he has that momentum. He showed y'all Method Man. Like, don't get it twisted. I know, ladies, y'all been love Method Man since the fucking video with him and Mary J back in the day. We didn't talk about that on here before plenty of times. But again, let's be this new, this 50-year-old Method Man, this man that y'all are all sexualizing, you, he's getting that spotlight. Y'all wasn't, let's be real. Y'all wasn't following fucking Method Man or checking for Method Man before he got on power. I follow enough women. I would have seen it. But I see it now. He's getting called all types of zaddies and all this other shit now because he's on this show. He's hot again. He's relevant again. He's getting to cover these magazines again because now he, why? He's a fucking, they both in one fucking uh, NCAA, uh, whatever, that um that awards. They own the Essence cover magazine and all that other cool shit because 50 said, let me double, let me help people that I looked up to. Let me give them that light when they can, now they can do other shit on their career. I seen fucking Method Man do a couple fucking features this week on different albums. I seen on Apple music this week. Mary just dropped a new album. So it's just certain shit. So I appreciate 50 fucking with Monique. The rest of the black um, entertainment uh, movie industry, then kind of blackball Monique, then gave Monique her ass to kiss. No, watch what I tell you how 50 Cent gonna bring. When 50 Cent bring Monique back to the fucking platform that Monique deserves, I've been told y'all 50 to go when it comes to this TV shit. But this one, this gonna be 50 fucking pulling a triple double, a 60, 20, 20, and 20 type of situation. One of them fucking type of nights. Like he gonna pull one of them historic jumps. 50 gonna end up. And I think the smart way would probably be for him to find a way to put her in power instead of trying to just force it and do a spinoff or some crazy shit. Put her in power. Figure out how to put her in power or, or figure out how to put her in fucking um, Raising Canaan or one of these jumps or BMF, any of them, one of these shows that he got going on and then let her and, and bring her back to the forefront. Because don't get it twisted. Miss Parker is a motherfucking beast. Hey, professor. Like, come on, bro. We can't, and that's my only beef. Like, we allow our own to die because people don't want to help each other out. So I appreciate 50 Cent for that. And I'm not about to stay on that soap opera too much fucking longer. Um, Y'all want to talk about Normani? I'm not even a, I'm I'm not very familiar with her, but I seen the post and I, I seen the shit. She basically posted nude. And I think this can kind of even tie, I can tie this completely into um, ballet right after we um, talk about because uh, I, I feel like I, I would be a hypocrite if I don't ask the questions that I ask when it comes to Lizzo. Don't get it twisted. Normani definitely probably put out more s songs recently than Lizzo has, but it's kind of like, damn, sometimes you got to feel for some of the women. Like, you got to do all that to just get people, to draw people's attention to music. Because don't even get twisted. Even tying in the fucking Meg. Meg was damn near ass naked in that last vi new video. Because she had on like a nude bathing suit and the bathing suit was literally up her ass crack. Like, it was just enough bathing suit showing that, like, I'm sure they probably wouldn't, they couldn't flag Meg picture if they wanted to on Instagram. They could have if they wanted to, but you probably can't because you're allowing Britney Spears to get her shit off her every week. But Namani posted nude, and the picture gets compared to the cover of Janet Jackson and Tony Braxton's, um, whatever album picture that they posted. I don't know, because I really not... Y'all know I'm not the huge R&B fan, so I don't even know these covers that they're talking about. But I did see the Nomani jump. She had some nice cheeks on her. Not too big. Like, perfect little cuff size. But it was kind of fucked up that I feel like she even had to go that route to get traction on her album. And that can tie us into Bel Air. 
and that last episode started off how the other one ended off when we was talking about the sexy chef. What did they call it on this episode? The thirsty chef. Or the sexy chef. I can't what was it? Thirsty or sexy one of them. I can't remember exactly what they call it. But it was Hillary playing in on that sexy shit. And it was so cool how the entire episode she was really on the fence about it. And I said per I literally said last week, that's some the way Hillary was kind of battling that shit. I'm sure for a lot of women, more than men can probably relate to it. Just I think it's a perfect example. I can use it here. Where I think what what I find a lot of women do, you see the reaction you get from bathing suit pictures when you're on vacation. And sometimes when you need that hit again, you know what y'all do? You'll run and you'll go post a picture of you trying on a bathing suit. And I've talked about that a million times on here. Like that shit be wild how women be like literally in their small ass bathroom trying on a fucking bathing suit. Like, bro, where you going? You in your bathroom. But they do it because that pit, they don't get it twisted. Some niggas not going to look. Most niggas don't look in the details. They just looking at the body. So niggas going to like it. Niggas going to comment on it. But that was that fight Hillary got. It's like she seen the numbers, but she didn't understand the real feedback on it until she got in public. She had the party. She, her and Jazz went to the party, and they ready to tell homeboy to take. And I know I'm kind of skipping over, but I'm y'all you know, know me. We're gonna get to the whole premise of the episode. But I'm just trying to make a point. They get they pressing homeboy to take the joint down, and then the couple walk up on her and give her praise for it. Like, hey girl, keep doing your thing. You making us black women showing that black magic, showing that we can still be sexy and 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 you know be um submissive cooking in the kitchen. In which I do think where I like it when that lady said that to her because I do feel like sometimes it's is a bad stereotype sometimes when it comes to wanting a woman to cook for you because then it's like, well nigga, I don't need to be cooking. I bring my own money to the table. Where that lady looking at it like. Oh, you making cooking look sexy. Where it's not, well, I don't have to be in the kitchen in a fucking hoodie and some sweatpants and looking like, you know, looking like I'm fucking cook. I'm in this motherfucker looking like a, I'm, I'm looking like a snack. I'm looking like something you might want to eat before you eat the fucking meal. It's that type of shit, right? So when she, she get that fucking, um, when she gets that interaction, it kind of make her be like, oh shit, maybe I was being too hard on myself. I didn't see it in that light until this other black woman, you know, exchanges with me because her fight back was she thought she was selling herself short. In which, I mean, in hindsight, I guess you can say she was, but it wasn't. Because if you realistically, if we actually judging her character for the way her character dressed, bro, she dressed very sexual. They 90% of her outfits highlight her amazing legs. Cause Hillary got a boy. She got some legs on her. I ain't going to say they like Serena Williams level legs, but she got some leg legs. Like her legs is definitely lagging. Um, so they, all her outfits normally highlight that. And then she, and she gets off a lot of like, um, crop tops or like hard to top, uh, business suits and shit like that. So I think a lot of her outfits are kind of sexual. Anyway, the, the fucking lingerie joint maybe took it over the top just a little bit. But then it was kind of like, boom, look what other door opened for her. It opened up the door where she could sit here. And the nigga was like, all right, well, cool. Before I delete it, I want you to know the Victoria's Secret when I have a meeting with you. They right here over the corner. I don't want to have to explain to them why I'm deleting it. You want to have a conversation with them at first? And then the fucked up thing about it is it's almost like that conversation that her and Jazz had before they went to the party 
it's kind of almost like that conversation you had with your homegirls telling them that this nigga ain't shit. But then y'all out, y'all go out to brunch and you bring the nigga with you. You just literally told your homegirls on Friday evening how this nigga ain't shit. I'm girl, I'm tired of this nigga. His blah, 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 blah. And then Sunday, here come brunch and you bring this nigga with you. You bring the nigga with you. Now they looking at you like, girl, you just literally wrapped my head off all Friday evening on our way home from work telling me how this nigga ain't shit. Now Sunday, you got this nigga in my face. And that's what Hillary did. Hillary was telling Jazz all these horrible reasons why she wanted to delete the video. And he was like, cool, you want me to go with you and we can get the nigga to take it down? And she was like, sure. She was happy that Jazz was riding with her, her and Jazz kissing and all that little, you know, Jazz was like her knight in shining armor. Now you bring Jazz to the party and then it's just like, it's a complete different story. But where I want to shoot Hillary some bail is, let's let's take out the scenario that she can live in this big ass house in Bel Air and her parents' um fucking pool house. Let's eliminate that. Let's look at it like this is somebody chasing a dream, but you 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 broke. Like you need money. Like I'm chasing this dream, but this shit ain't paying me nothing. Now here come Victoria's Secret offering her 15 bands. I can't remember the exact details they were saying it, but it was basically, I think it was almost like 15,000 a post or some, some shit like that. Or if it wasn't a post, it was like quarterly or something, whatever the case may be. It was $15,000 when you got $0 to your name. Fuck what your parents got. This her trying to do something on her own. And that was even the reason why she originally even made that video because she wanted to prove everybody wrong and show that she can do it on her own. She can figure it out. And that even kind of tied back in the same episode where it ties in that conversation her mom was telling her when she was like, damn, why dad taking so long in this meeting? And, and, and Aunt V was like, nah, relax. You need to figure out how to figure out this on your own because we know what your dad going to do. He going to pay his way to get you out of this contract, to get the nigga to take the video down. But you need to figure out how to make this situation work for you. Stop using your dad as the scapegoat. And Hillary was like, yeah, you're right. And they played it off and was told the dad, oh, it's nothing, nothing major. But then it goes back into it's like, and the jazz kind of was like, oh, I didn't know that you was one of them type you could sell your soul. It's not her selling her soul per se. It's just like, what else do you really want me to do? Because you looking at it like you know that I have somewhere else to go. I have another option. But I'm even trying to tie this in for us regular motherfuckers. Sometimes we don't have another another option. And that's sometimes why we work certain jobs that we hate. And and the only scary thing is, for some of us, you them days when work don't seem like work, or everything's been going well for a minute, and you kind of put your dreams on the back burner. That's almost like that's those days where the fucking um the pool house is your safety place. You always kind of know you got somewhere else to go. And this is me even reminding myself of this shit. It's like. I can get lackadaisical on posting enough content or recording on YouTube or doing these other things because this this is financially don't have to feed me. I'm cool. But that's when that's when times are good. But when times are hard and it's slow and you get frustrated and you hate fucking have to wake up at a certain time and you wait have to fucking do these things to get fucking money. No, when the shit is up, you need to still focus on your fucking dreams and goals. And that's just me having this conversation with y'all at the same time I'm talking to myself. No, nigga, you need to. Them, them days when shit is hitting and clicking and the money is up and it's flowing. No, now don't sit here and get You need to still focus on your dreams and goals is the same way you feel about when you hate work. When you're only, you stuck in fucking traffic and you hate your fucking job for real. Fuck that raise them people gave you. Fuck them extra hours they allowing you to work. 
No, you really hate that job, but you just letting the money in the moment change your mind on how you're feeling. And it kind of puts your dreams on the back burner. And that's just us again, getting too comfortable and too complacent. And as again, I guess my term I can use for the day, this is when fucking hurry, got to put that fucking shotgun in your head and tell you to get your shit in order. So I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm on the fence where I feel like I'm sure Hillary don't want this way for her shit to take off. But at the same time, and it's so funny when she said that shit, because I used to be the same way, right? When it come to working out, and I was just like, man, I want to get a six pack. I want to get a six pack. And then I can just get the audience in off the six pack. But you kind of is like, that's not really what you, 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 you had that fence on. It's like, mm, do you really want to lean on that shit? If you're trying to build, and I, I think I said that talked on here, but if you're building your audience up on personality, a six pack ain't got shit to do with their personality. And I'm sure later, I'm sure the following episodes, she's going to have these conversations with herself because it's like, are you really going to build up an audience off of posting these naked pictures? Because how do you turn that audience back after you didn't got them here? I, like I said, let's kind of forget. You need the money. You She need the 15 bands to kind of really be able to stand on her own and give herself some breathing room. But the real thing is just like, how much are you going to let it tarnish your integrity? Or can you find a way to balance both? Because you can balance both. Don't get it twisted. You can do the perfect example, Brittany Renner. Brittany Renner is one of those people who is like, I'm going to do the sexy shit, but I'm still going to show y'all my personality. I'm not going to shy from this shit another person who do it well i don't know how much people look at her as sexy but she do show some sexy pictures be simone be simone is one of the motherfuckers who kind of know how to, and even matter of fact justin larius do it as well too and watch matter of fact watch jazzy probably does it the best and i'm sure if y'all if you all follow her don't get it twisted I'm sure them fucking 50 Savage checks be hitting because you'll see fucking watch Jazzy do a lot more Fenty Savage posting than she do the funny video shit. Oh, just think about it. All of them do that shit. It's just, and it's kind of like, and this is me time real life in it because I'm watching women that I follow in real time in real life that we all kind of, you know, like picking, you might pick and choose and love which ones out of the women I just named, but I watch all of them kind of balance that shit where they originally really want you here on their page or because of their personality, but their sex symbol in this can cut a check. And that Fenty Savage cuts some nice checks for a lot of our funny personality women who are beautiful. And that's the same play Hillary catching right now, man. Victoria's secret got these 15 racks for you. And I want to say it was almost, I want, I can't remember exact word. And I want to say it was almost, she said for like a per post. Who can really turn that shit down? Yeah, her dad and mom can turn it down, but can any of us? Fuck no. That's when I like to break these shits down and put, I try to, let's make these shows where you can kind of make it personable. Where it's not so fucking judgmental, judgmental, we judging from the comfort of our couch. Let's digest this shit and see how we can really, like, how would you take this shit? Because I'm not going to hold you. I ain't turning 15, down $15,000 for no fucking post. I don't, like, I ain't about to say, I'm about to do some wild, big, wild gay shit that you can't return from, but anything that ain't that, nigga, I might do it. I might, motherfucker, I hate cats, but if a motherfucker right, I, bro, I listen, that's a perfect example. This will be for me. I can't stand cats, bro. I hate cats. But if a motherfucker right now said they got, I got 10 bands for you, 
to do videos with cats every time you post a video with cats. Boy, I bet you I'd be one motherfucking cat video posting nigga every fucking week. I'm going to be on this bitch. I might be on this shit three or four times a week posting videos with these motherfucking cats. Like, I'm a fucking cat lady. The fuck is you talking about? That's like the perfect example I could use for that shit for me. Um, let's get into, I guess, the next piece of this fucking show, of course. I know I, I'm going to save Aunt Vivian and Phil for last. Let me get into the wheel and Lisa and Carlton shit next. So I see a bunch of people online, right, getting upset, saying, oh, that's foul. Lisa should have never fucked with um, Will in the first place. I got two questions for y'all, right? And this is when I kind of feel like me and my brother used to do this shit all the time. And I'm not even just saying me and my brother. I feel like if you grew up in the actual, like, hood or even in an actual, like, neighborhood, especially where it was, like, the ratio of, like, girls to boys was, like, very low. Like, there used to be a bunch of niggas in the neighborhood, but not that many girls. And, like, you had your handful or maybe even one or two like neighborhood girls every nigga in the neighborhood especially if they were around the same age everybody in the neighborhood was trying to shoot their shot at the same fucking girls so that's always when i kind of when i look at social media i'm like bro this shit ain't real sometimes like y'all ain't real people y'all ain't never done real shit and maybe that might just only be like on twitter so i kind of just be like all right bro i just take that shit for a grain of salt catch people drifts and feelings on certain shit but i was just like when I was young, like me and all my like, I like that was a thing. Like, okay, you gonna shoot your shot at her? Ain't work. The next nigga gonna shoot his shot. Like, it, no harm, no foul. Like, nigga, I feel like it was always should be a no harm, no foul. If you and this, if y'all, if you and that woman ain't got kids together, or y'all ain't never been engaged, everything else is fucking fair ball, my nigga. But tying it back into the show, right? Y'all gotta remember, thing that was like episode one or two. When Lisa told Will, I never even knew that Carlton had a cousin from Philly. He never talked about you. Why is that? And Will was kind of like, oh, I don't know. But they never talked about each other. Like, that never was a thing. So it's just like, realistically, for Lisa defense, never fucking knew that Carlton even had a fucking cousin. And that, to me, that level, I'm not going to say it was a level of shade, because I'm not telling nobody about my cousin in South Carolina. Like, nigga, he live in South Carolina. What the fuck am I supposed to tell you about him? So it's kind of like, I feel... I mean, I feel Will. I feel Lisa. Like, nigga, it's all, like, what the fuck you want me to do? But but you, as you can see, Carlton is very butthurt over this shit, right? But if I'm Lisa and Will, I kind of really don't give a fuck, to be honest. And with, and with that being said, it's just like, um, I, okay, real quick. Uncle Phil told Will not to fuck with Lisa because he was like, do Lisa know why you here? Do she know that you, um, you know, why you came from Philly, right? And he like, nah, 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 she don't know. And you got to think about it. Uncle Phil told this nigga to the T on why he shouldn't fuck with Lisa, why he need to separate himself from her. Because Uncle Phil probably like an old player from away. He know how niggas get open and you get the pillow talking. And, and I know niggas try to, I swear to God, they act like they too cool and you ain't never got that vulnerable with a woman. Where pillow talking is a fucking term for a reason because niggas going to do it, especially when you really gone off this woman. And please don't let the fucking pussy be torched, nigga. Boy, you're going to tell this bitch your whole entire life story. Let's be real. So it's, it's, it's happening. Lisa lining him up. And I don't even think Lisa doing it on purpose, but it's still playing out the same exact way Uncle Phil told him it was going to play out. 
Like he told this nigga, like nigga, she you gonna get too vulnerable with this girl. She gonna have you wide open like four ninety five at three a.m. And it happened. It fucking happened. And she and he talking like, well, tell me your secret. She telling this nigga some bullshit ass PG fucking kid movie ass secret. And this nigga like, I'm not telling you shit. Whatever the case may be. But time it just like, of course, y'all know I'm bouncing around all over the place, right? And I feel like her father was telling her like, yeah, but it was like, it wasn't no, like, what's the, what real dirt I feel like can Will get from Lisa? So her dad was just kind of just being a dickhead about it. But I feel like Uncle Phil told this nigga too to T what was going to happen and that shit happened. So, and they were going behind their back and, you know, they was like kissing before practice and all that other cool shit. And then it leads up to, um, the party, whatever the case may be. And Carlton is just, Carlton is having his, you know, he's having been having his little Carlton moments, right? And they just up in the room and they in the cut real quick to me, the MVP of the entire fucking show this week was Aisha, bro, Aisha red Carlton ass for filth and it's fucked up because it's just like we all in the, in the, in in fantasy land we want to live where there are stereotypes but let's be real stereotypes are real for a fucking reason and that's why Aisha has red Carlton for filth and he got so defensive and telling him like, bro, you not black, you don't act. And, and he was, and he was asking. He's like, nah, man, you could be cool with me. I got thick skin, I can take it. And she like, you sure? He like, yeah. And then she was just like, I'm keeping a buck, nigga. You not black. You don't do no black shit. You fucking play lacrosse. You do all the other shit. You hang with all the white people. You go to the white parties. You never come and tap in with the black people. You never do nothing that we do. Like the only thing black about you is your dark ass skin. Everything else is white. You act like a white boy. You do a bunch of white shit. And at that moment, Carlton was in his feelings and he got defensive until later on in the episode. Um, uh, what's the what's the white boy name that he um fake beefing with right now? Uh the fuck is his name? I can't remember, but y'all watch the show. You know who I'm talking about. And the crazy thing is at the moment it caught it made Carlton emotional, but when it when he um the nigga name is Connor, when he confronted Connor. He the that, that shit was playing still in his mind, and that's why he was making eye contact with Shorty and kind of winking at her while he telling Con, um telling Connor about himself because he kind of like nigga, you you racist and you homophobic and this that, and the third, but who the case may be. And she looking at him like, yeah, nigga, tell that white boy about himself. But it's just like sometimes you need people to call you out and open your eyes to other shit, and that's why I feel like Aisha was the MVP of this episode because. I honestly think Carlton is so fucking whitewashed that he don't understand how he come off. And it's just like, it, it may be different when Will said, because Will from the fucking hood, but this girl go to this school. So obviously she from, I mean, she might not live in a big ass house as like Carlton and them do, but she, you go to the same school. I'm so I'm sure y'all live in the same zip code. So she telling you like, nigga, you can still be a, um, a high level black person and don't have to only indulge in white people's shit. You can indulge in the same shit we kicking it like let us know that you still one of us nigga so i think that was their encounter that they had and at the same time you got like i said i'm all over the place shout outs to lisa lisa motherfucking she had full consent and was taking control of like 
nigga, fuck all this kissing. Nah, we not going. I'm gonna need that motherfucking Philly. I need that Woody from Philly. You feel me? I need you to fucking get inside these guts. And real thing, I got a shout out to Peacock though, because Peacock is like this TV show is like borderline like P. It got cuss words like it's a rated R shit, but they still kind of keep it like PG when it comes to the sex shit. And I kind of low key appreciate that shit because I, I skipped over the part in Tommy like. I always, you know, one thing when I watch Power, I'd be like, bro, I wish I could get pussy. And I feel like I'd be having my way with women, but I don't get pussy as easy as these motherfuckers on TV. Because Diamond met Shorty at that motherfucking, um, at that fucking, wherever that little shit is where they got his boxing picture held up. And this nigga, they had a little dinner and they he gave her like a couple little corny jokes about his um, grandma cooking. And the next thing I know, this nigga got this shit. And that lady was fat as shit. He got her in the motherfucking junk, taking her ass to Pound Town. And she and the funny thing is, he was like, "Yeah, I ain't done this in a minute." She was like, "I don't know why men think we need to hear this so we won't feel like a hoe." And he like, "Bitch, you don't even know. I really ain't touched a piece of pussy in like fifteen years. You got be fucked up. That's why I sent your ass to motherfucking heaven and hell at the same goddamn time, right?" But anyway, going back into fucking Bel Air, you they had a connection or whatever the case may be, and it's just funny though, right? Now this is like I said, this is shit where. I do fuck with Twitter, right? Because Twitter was just like, so these police come in this fucking joint. Y'all telling me that these police work this area and y'all don't know where all the black kids live at in this one house in Bel Air. This one big ass house. It ain't that many black people. Y'all, we ain't even seen that many black people at this school. It's literally Will Carlton and fucking Lisa and now Aisha. And you don't know where these kids, you, you have to ask them who live here. Nigga, who else? What other fucking, where the fuck do the black family live at in Bel Air, nigga? It ain't this many of us. Like, stop acting like you don't know where the fuck who live in this house. And that was funny. And then the second thing was like, the the uh, chief of police is black. I don't know how many other black police officers is on this fucking thing, but it's the chief of police in front. So far, every time we see Lisa at a function, her dad is dead. From when they was at the skate shit, when they had the um, party for her mom, the dad is dead. You telling me that this officer up under him don't know what this black man's daughter look like again we got to remember the surroundings of this show everybody else is white and everything else but that shit was just funny so and you seen Carlton face and he was kind of like butthurt and he was so upset and this is how you know niggas really be super emotional like you're mad but she's coming to save your ass because the police is ready to lock you up in your own shit right now ain't trying to hear none of that shit you talking about so her having her dad on the phone kind of save the day now we got to see realistically how that's going to play out because y'all got to remember her dad told her she ain't supposed to be around Will and them. So we're going to see how that one, gonna, how that situation going to play out. And before you, of course, you know, we're we saving the best for last, the messiest shit of all times. And this kind of even tie in. I guess my question for the day when it pertains to belly and it even tames into regular people dating life is, when will y'all allow y'all partner's validation to be enough, right? And when I say that, because I've had, always had conversations about women, especially for most women, it, it comes to like body shit, right? And if you dealing with, and, and let's just say for women who dealing with a man, you might not like your body, right? But the nigga that you fucking with, he's not doing nothing for you, this shit to bother your insecurities like you don't like your stomach but he make you take all your clothes off he kissing on your stomach telling you how, you know like he ain't, he's not acknowledging it in a bad way he's acknowledging it like that shit ain't there 
he kissing on every last one of them fucking stretch marks, rubbing on your fucking um fupa and all that other shit, right? But that shit's still not enough to you where you feel like, I still hate this shit. It don't matter. You non-avoiding the nigga that you're fucking, and most of y'all is 22, the nigga you fucking raw, his opinion and the way he's trying to make you feel about your body, you don't give a fuck about that. You still let your insecurities and let your wants and validations that you may need from somewhere else dictate on how you actually feel. Perfect example. That ties into the conversation that Aunt V and Uncle Phil was having when they was in the hotel room on the bed. And he was, and he's explaining to her, like, when the rest of the world was sleeping on your aunt, I was the motherfucker that was holding you down. I was the person who was still rooting for you and still like trying to uplift you and tell you to keep going and, and going with you to all these art shows and telling you like, you know, still like basically holding your hand and supporting you. But that wasn't enough for you. And you was the one who wanted to become the stay at home mom. And I was like, all right, cool. I provided that life for you. So now Uncle Phil has provided the life and the freedom that Aunt Viv, that Aunt Viv wanted at the time. But now she got so much regret towards him for that shit and that's the shit where it'd be like and it, and it's not just to pick on women but i do think realistically this is a this a huge topic that motherfuckers have like somebody can go above and beyond for you because they're listening to the small details and the shit that you're saying you're requesting you need and they're delivering it for you and you're not even paying that shit no attention again you want validation from outside of our relationship because the first thing she told um him the reason why she fucking with the Michael Ely nigga is because he validates her art and he understands her and he's um helping her feel like her art matters again and that shit was a smacked Uncle Phil face because he's like bitch I was holding you down I was the one when everybody else was giving up on you and everybody else wasn't appreciating your art and you was feeling low and you were second uh, guessing yourself you was doubting your craft and you was ready to give up I was the one that was still holding you down. And she still told this nigga you need to leave. And the perfect example of what fucking Aunt Viv did after that is what y'all do when relationships start to hit a rough patch. Guess what y'all do? Aunt Viv told him to go home and she go running in this nigga face. But what y'all do in 2022, what y'all definitely did in 2021, y'all just posted Justin LaBoy memes. First time you get in an argument, you want to do, you want to post memes for attention from other motherfuckers and for me to see. So first thing she do, you don't even let the night go by. You go run into this same nigga face, googly eyed and want to get drinks and have conversations with him. She, she fucking, and, and the, the crazy thing is about like chemistry and the way people look at motherfuckers like that. When she explained to him why she fucked with him, it explained the every the last two times Uncle Phil and walked in on them having those lustful chemistry eyes for one another. Like you can't like that Uncle Phil can't unsee the way he looking at his wife look at this woman. How she all googly eyed for this nigga and just looking at him like, I just want to eat you out of that fucking suit. Because he cause in her mind, he's the only person helping her find herself again in her art but realistically uncle phil has been there the whole time whole time uncle phil maybe out of his own insecurities but he the one who spent the 20 bands to send that fucking thing up so she can even you know what i'm saying so she had to even uphold that bet he don't know nothing about the bet but he spent the 20 racks because he again he believes in his wife he's supporting his wife 
But just like a woman sometimes, guess what she do? You pick up the worst time to pick up and go. This man trying to focus on his career. He uh, y'all already had y'all little argument about him investing y'all own personal money into his um his uh political shit. But then you just leave. You kick like you just like fucking. I'm going out of whatever case may be since we making decisions on our own without running them past each other. And it's just like she had a point with that, but it was just like damn. She had a point at that moment, but it was just like. When the backstory come out, none of us knew that Uncle Phil was holding her down. It made it like the way um, her light-skinned friend with the braids was making it seem like uh, Aunt Viv was taking a backseat to Uncle Phil and allowing Uncle Phil to chase his dreams. Where the whole time it was, no, Uncle Phil did that because Aunt V gave up on her own shit. She was getting frustrated because she couldn't deal with the comparisons of what, whatever those other two... Um, artist is that the, the same people that they brought up in the other episode and he was like you couldn't handle that pressure being compared to those people that shit had nothing to do with nobody else that was you and your own insecurities but i kept trying to support you and kept trying to encourage you but that wasn't enough and for a man that shit the way it will get frustrating it's like i'm telling you you beautiful i'm kissing on them stretch marks i'm holding that fucking football but you acting like you still got to figure out if you want to get a BBL or not. Who the fuck are you getting this shit for now? Because it's not for me. I'm the nigga hitting this shit raw, and you're basically telling me, spitting in my face, and that's not enough. How explain to me is, for women that's listening, how do you expect for a man to comprehend that shit? Because everything I'm supposed to do as a man, Uncle Phil did. He checked off every single fucking box that a man is supposed to check off um to make you feel comfortable but that shit wasn't enough she needed more that shit i'm not gonna lie to y'all that hurt my soul bro i was like bro on v ain't shit because what the fuck else was he supposed to do what else i need some suggestions on what else could a man do in that situation to help more because she's i feel like it just wasn't enough she just needed that outside that outside attention she needed that outside validation and that ties back in too the way motherfuckers behave on social media. You need them fucking endorphins to kick differently. That's the fucking, that's that attention, that's that gratification you get when you post that half-naked picture or that bathing suit picture. Bro, I'm great at this shit. I'm not gonna lie. Top five dead or alive and go argue with somebody else. Um, I feel like, yeah, that, I feel like I pretty much touched all the fucking um, key players, major players. Again, I'm still waiting for the real backstory on Jeffrey, because Jeffrey ain't cleaned up a motherfucking thing all fucking season long, besides motherfucking um, catching a fucking body um, from the Philly nigga. Oh, real quick, one other thing about fucking Tommy, bro. And this is when like, people would be like, TV can't influence you, and music you listen to can't influence you to want to do shit, right? It's a bald-faced lie. Listen to what I'm telling y'all. Bro, I watched them motherfuckers on fucking Tommy show hit that fucking new drug. When them two, when that Spanish crew was hitting that shit, that one nigga hit that shit and he get the. Oh my God, this is the best shit ever. Then the woman hit, I'm looking at their facial expressions and everything. Them motherfuckers look like they high as motherfucking Jeffrey's giraffe's ass, boy. She hit that shit. She get the rolling her eyes back around, get this talking that Spanish flash shit. I'm like, Again, I'm probably too old for TV to fucking be doing this to my brain, but I'm not going to lie to y'all. 
the way they was their facial expressions was over exaggerating how high they was. That shit made me be like, damn, I just like want to hit that shit. I want to see how fucking that shit feel because they selling this shit out that shit. And that's why you got to pay attention to what y'all kids watch and listen to because I'm grown, bro. I'm 30 plus fucking years old and that shit. I'm watching them get high and I'm like, damn, that shit look like a high that I want to fucking try just one time. Hey, fuck it, sue me. If I'm the only person that watched that shit and the only person that that thought, then maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just weak-minded. Cool, I'll take that fucking crime. But I'm going to go out on that limb and say, I'm not, cannot be the only person who watched them hit that shit and watch their expressions and be like, damn, I wonder how good that shit is for real. Because them motherfuckers was high as shit. <laughs> like, they was high as shit, though. I'm not even going to hold you. It must be the money. One time for fucking Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, Coach Sanders, Deion Sanders, Prime Time, motherfucking, if you look good, you play good, Coach Sanders, right? For people who don't know who, man, if you don't know who Deion Sanders is, fuck you and go use your Googles. But Deion Sanders is the coach for Jackson State University, and they are renaming the, t- the football tunnel, the paper route tunnel, and honor young Dolph. Is Dolph, nigga. Uh-huh. Glock, that's how you coming. Rest in peace to young Dolph. Shout out to fucking Deion Sanders in Jackson State for that shit. That's hard, bro. Like, that's hard. And why we talking about that and we just get into some bullshit real quick. Social media has got very, very upset with childhood jelly sandals costing nearly $500 because they're re-putting these out by Gucci. All I just want to say is, bro, if I ever in my fucking life was to pick a broad up and we was about to go out and she had them cheap-ass looking fucking shoes on, I don't give a fuck if you spent $5 million on for them shits, bro. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm, I'm like, sorry. I got an emergency. I got to go. Bro, I, this, is when, this is what I'm telling y'all. I don't give a fuck if that shit had Gucci logos on the front, the bottom, the side. Them bitches spelled out the G and the, them shits. Like, come on, bro. Leave. There's some shit, it just ain't supposed to be for us. Them shits wasn't supposed to be for us when them shits was in the 2000s and y'all was wearing them bullshits on your feet. Please, as a grown-ass motherfucker in y'all 30s and the motherfuckers in y'all late 20s, do not put them fucking beauty supply fucking store shoes on your fucking feet because they got a Gucci logo on there now. I know there's some Bama ass. Can I say the B word, please? There's some Bama ass bitches listening to my voice right now, and you really thought about spending $500 on them just because they Gucci's. I mean, can I tell you something, baby? Can I say this in my DMV voice? Bitch, you are champ as shit if you even thought twice about buying them cheesy ass fucking shoes. Get the fuck on somewhere with your stupid ass. Like, y'all be pissing me the fuck off. That shit shouldn't even have been a conversation. You should have seen them shits. I don't give a fuck if them shits was $5 or $500. You should have never even thought twice about even buying them dumb ass motherfuckers. It was okay when you was a fucking kid and you didn't know no fucking better. You are a grown, tax paying fucking citizen. If you don't go to fuck on somewhere and do something better with your fucking tax money with your stupid ass, like, y'all be blowing me, dog. Real quick, why are we talking about? This is a more serious topic when we're talking about women, right? And I kind of wish it was a woman here because I don't know how we deal with this situation because it's getting very nasty and the shit is trifling. And this is two, this, this is a two, this for a two for one special. We can tie this one in, right? Um, one, because fucking Chris Brown 
and, and I, I should, I'm not looking for no clips to play them shits. Fuck that shit. Y'all heard this shit, right? But anyway, Chris Brown leaked um, voice notes and met text messages of a young lady who was accusing him of raping him on Diddy's yacht. Maybe like a few months ago. I don't know how long ago it was when she came out with these allegations. Uh, allegations. And the fucked up thing about it is, right? And I'm always gonna say this shit. And 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 I and I even we had this conversation when it came to fucking Trey Songs and the reason why people believe this last woman and didn't believe. Um, the sad thing is when Kiki Palmer called out and said something about Trey Songs and people kind of lit under the bro because Trey don't give me trust. Trey Songs got way too many allegations on him, but it's still Trey Songs. Trey Songs is still a handsome man. It it makes some of those stories hard to believe. Okay, cool, we get that right. But this last young lady who called Trey Songs out, the young lady who played basketball and her videos kind of go viral because she'd be looking real sexy getting a bucket. Niggas was like, nah, bro, if she said it, then that shit true. And and it's fucked up because we do live in that society. We all do got eyes. We all got our own eyes. We got our own judgments. We prejudge shit. We look at shit and we kind of make our own assumptions. This woman looks good enough that she could tell Trey Songs no. And you know why? Because we've seen Drake lust over this woman. We've seen Lil Wayne lust over this woman. And guess what? Paul's no homo. Drake is a better looking nigga than Trey Songs, a way more successful nigga than Trey Songs. And y'all remember that line when Drake said to the bitch when the girl told him, ha ha, you'll never be Trey Songs. And he was like, yeah, well, look at you now, bitch. Yeah, where's Trey Songs? And look, where am I? Cool. So that's the case. So that was in that woman's favor. And that's why everybody believe her. I don't know how that story is going to play out so far, but we're here with it now. With Chris Brown, bro, a lot of people be trying Chris Brown, trying to get a bag off Chris Brown. And that shit is corny. I think even what one of his maids or some shit said the dog bit him or something, bro. I don't know what, like, Chris Brown, me, one of them niggas would seem like he must just be like, I'm not going to court for this shit. Let me just pay these people out, right? But this shit is corny because it's like, this, like, what happens to this woman? And Lord Duval tweeted out and said, um, what Lord Duval say? Uh, Lord Duval says, people who make false rape allegations need to be locked up and responsible. And basically, in the Chris Brown situation, it was like, no, this nigga was, you was trying to, kill this nigga career again and if he was found guilty he would have went to fucking jail for this shit and it would have been over and y'all would have been treating him like fucking r kelly and don't get it twisted well one thing i can say about some women and i do respect a lot of y'all for that shit some of y'all kind of be y'all judge shit like niggas do like man chris brown look pause again no homo chris brown look good this nigga good wouldn't have to rape nobody because I know a long, I probably know at least like 200 women who will fuck Chris Brown and wouldn't think twice about it. And that's sometimes I only thing I would say a lot of them celebrities, and I said this even with the rappers, when it's like, bro, all y'all don't have to move to California. All y'all don't got to move to Atlanta. It's a million other places. Chris Brown, you can move to any suburbs or half hood or wherever the fuck else. Nigga, you can move right here by fucking Tyson's Corner and be fucking a different bitch every day in your life. Nigga, you could buy John Wall old crib or where move next door to Bradley Bill. Because y'all niggas, these professional fucking entertainers y'all gotta stop acting like it's not professional athletes that live in each and every one of these cities these niggas got way more money than y'all and these niggas live safely and okay y'all niggas can move in these other fucking cities stop hanging around and fuck regular women stop hanging around all these groupy ass bitches who are just looking for a lick and trying to fuck their way into some success because that's all that shit be and it's fucked up that he even had to leak these messages i'm glad he saved them and that's when just one thing I told you I was mad about when I did one of those um upgrades on a fucking iPhone and they deleted like bro I had so many fire news that I just lost. But good thing that Chris Brown had these shit saved. He had because think about how many times people send voice memos and you don't save them because you know you got to hit the keep button. 
and I'm sure like sometimes people say send you certain messages and them shits be bullshit. I'm not hitting keep message for every time you send something because all them shits don't slap. For the ones that slap, I keep them. But a good thing that he kept them ones and he played them and the bitch was basically like, oh, daddy, I can't wait to um get a piece of your dick no more. You had, you gave me the best dick I ever had in my life. Um, That type of situation. And when these, these memos and screenshots came out, the bitch lawyer dropped that case. He's like, I'm not fucking with you. You better go find another lawyer. You're not about to set me up for fucking career suicide to take this dumbass case. But it's fucked up because she made it seem like this nigga raped her. Bro, y'all got to think about it. In the fuck, Chris Brown has had to come battle his fucking career all the way back from fucking career suicide with the shit with him and Rihanna. And you was trying to redo that shit to him again and this shit just like and realistically a lot of blogs didn't even want to pick up this shit and chris brown like damn y'all don't owe me no apology i don't feel like y'all should fucking make make this story just as loud as y'all was trying to make the allegations and that shit is corny and we can tie that shit right into deshaun watson and this shit is fucked up deshaun watson has will not face any criminal to any my bad excuse me y'all know i'm a little six six grade reading slow deshaun watson will not face any criminal charges the grand jury did um did not find enough evidence to charge him of any of the nine fucking allegations he had against him nine different women had filed fucking um charges against this nigga and none of them had no fucking evidence bro that's nine fucking women who lied on this nigga and now he bro he missed a whole fucking season last year he didn't play not one fucking game because a bunch of bitches and i'm using the bitch word i don't give a fuck a bunch of bitches filed fucking allegations uh, allegations towards him and them shits was all false this nigga missed that whole entire fucking season bro and i don't think y'all understand the fucking window on how small it is for fucking professional athletes to keep playing especially fucking um football players like that tom brady shit playing for 23 seasons bro that's the fucking anomaly that's like the one-on-one shit is how many niggas you one hit away from fucking your career being over again i always tell y'all go watch i am athlete bro that window is smaller shit look at cam newton cam newton is younger bigger stronger than fucking tom brady his career over fucking look at Colin kaepernick and this nigga right now fucking at basketball games and doing fucking workout fucking videos on instagram bro Ain't nothing wrong with you. Go on fucking Colin Kaepernick Instagram right now and go look at this nigga still in perfect shape and this nigga can't get a fucking job to play in the NFL. Nigga career could be over just like that and these bitches get away scot-free with fucking throwing this nigga fucking... Oh, that shit fucked up. And I get it. Like, And I be saying, like, you, you supposed to... Man, I don't know. I don't understand the rules and I'm not, I'm not to the point where I'm trying to offend anybody, but sometimes you gotta say fuck that shit. Cause it's just like motherfuckers are just basically they you, it is damn near almost like a public lynching when it comes to black men. And that's when I get mad when you always hear all these fucking women, all these black men and be front of these podcasts. Even Nicki Minaj said some shit. Don't get it twisted. I'm not talking about the extreme when these niggas on some like baby Kevin Samuels shit. Yeah, that shit corny. I don't even I told you I don't like the alpha male word and all that other weird shit that these niggas be saying but it's just be some shit y'all want niggas just to be silent and not say nothing like poem to just put my fucking hands in my fucking lap and just watch some of this shit and don't say nothing about it like bro that shit is corny because that shit was your brother and, and the fucked up thing about it is a lot of y'all women i don't think that y'all understand y'all have little boys that y'all raising 
So basically what you telling me is when y'all pick sides on some of this shit, you just basically tell me your son ain't about to be shit anyway. So this shit could never happen to your son. He just going to be some nigga working at McDonald's or somewhere. Nobody will never give a fuck about him. None of these circumstances could ever happen to him. So you basically already telling me the ways I watch some of you women pick sides on some of this shit is you're basically telling me the son you're raising or your nephew or your little cousin is never going to amount to be shit because these things could never happen to him. Your son, your nephew could be the next superstar fucking Chris Brown or next superstar athlete. And these shits can happen to him. You want people to draw the line when it comes to happen to your fucking doorstep? No. You want to eliminate these problems before they even come knocking on your fucking door. And the sad thing is about it, like most men can't even speak up and say certain shit because then you'll have the long list of motherfucking women saying, oh, this is why we hate black men in podcasts and all this other shit that they be saying. No, bitch. Y'all say worse shit about each other and y'all say worse shit about us. And niggas supposed to just take that shit lying down like a fucking dog. You about to take me to the back and do me like Lassie, man. Kiss my ass. Y'all got me fucked up. Like that should be corny as shit. Like, bro, y'all got to start calling yourself out on that fucking bullshit. Because you're not going to be happy until it's your fucking kid. When your kid is Chris Brown, or your kid is fucking Deshaun Watson, and now it's going to be like, then what? Then what? And we can tie that shit right all into the fucking story and the reason why I don't even like dating and I kind of don't even like making time for motherfuckers at all. I was bringing this conversation up earlier. Is a 21-year-old woman who stabbed her date whom she met online while she was having sex with this young man it was a retaliation for a 2020 death and an Iran military leader who killed in an American drone strike. So basically I'm assuming that this nigga that she and she, her bill is $60,000. One that's fucking crazy shit that her bill is that fucking low. But I guess that she was on a date fucking with a nigga who, um, he flew drones, I mean, drone planes or some shit and killed, and, and drop the bomb or something. I don't know how them drone shit work, but like obviously and she figured out who he was and she, she she killed this nigga. She stabbed this nigga to death. Like, a, bro, just imagine getting some pussy, fucking the shit out of this bitch and be like, yeah, yeah. And then she stabbed you the same. And let's, let's, let's make it even a little bit more. Close your eyes and remember how shorty on Tommy stabbed old boy in his eye or even stabbed old girl in her back. Dang, we talking about stabbing, bro. That's probably one of the worst ways to get, oh my God. But anyway, um, what the fuck we are? I'm gonna say the Jesse Millett shit and the fucking. Can I say one thing about the Ryan Krugler shit? And people kind of like, I do think the story is kind of crazy, but again, I can tie it back into two things. The shit I was talking about earlier with the mad shit, right? He's one of them slaves like Harriet Tubman need to tell this nigga, bro, take your mask. One, you're in Atlanta. You should never even own a fucking mask in you in Atlanta. Come on, what the fuck are we doing? He went into the bank and he looked, bro, you know how many fucking movies I can play? And he looked just like one of them niggas on a movie who's about to rob a bank. One, why the fuck do you got sunglasses on? Why the fuck do you got sunglasses and a fucking mask on? Every bank, think about what's that Denzel Washington movie that was in a, every, just name a bank movie when niggas was going to rob a bank. They look just like this stupid nigga. Can't somebody, ding the Ryan Coogler. I've seen every last one of your movies and guess what? Oh, I know I'm lying. I, he did get out, right? That's the same nigga who did get out because I've never seen Black Panther before. Don't judge me, judge your mother. <laughs> but he did he do get out and all them, right? Sir, nobody know what the fuck you look like. Why the fuck are you trying to be discreet? I, I'm cool. I get being discreet about the money that you're asking out, but 
You don't need no fucking glasses and you don't need no fucking mask on. Bitch, you in Atlanta. Nigga, you what you think you going to a bank account and you riff drawing money that these motherfuckers ain't never seen before? Are you fucking shitting me right now? Like I get it. Listen, don't I'm don't give me twist. I'm not trying to shoot the girl no bail. But bro, you're in Atlanta. You little baby don't go to the bank. Coach KP, fucking the city girls, fucking Cardi B, fucking Amigos, fucking Ludacris, Nelly, fucking uh, fucking Little John, Jermaine Dupri, all these niggas don't go to the bank. Sierra, what the fuck are we talking about, nigga? Trey Young, I'm, two chains, what the fuck? Gucci Man, Young Jeezy, the long list of motherfuckers who go to banks in fucking Atlanta, this fucking filthy rich. Are you fucking shitting me right now? Nigga, matter of fact, some of the top scammers in the fucking world live in Atlanta. Fuck was you hiding from, dickhead? Like, come, that be my shit when I be saying, sometimes I get it. That lady, that fucking girl, she was on that fucking now on one call. She sound young, ghetto, and dumb. Cool. I ain't never worked at a bank, so I don't know the protocol for none of that shit. But I'm not about to shoot this nigga some bail like this was Beyonce going into the fucking bank trying for nobody to recognize who the fuck she is. Sir, you never played in none of these movies. You directed them. No, I, the first time anybody ever seen what you look like was when this video went viral and the fucking blogs was posting your picture with the story. Nobody don't know what the fuck you look like, nigga. This nigga ain't going to the bank and withdraw 120 bands. He was trying to withdraw 12 racks. The fuck is, bro, I, I don't know. Get the fuck on with something. Anyway, next story. That nigga go suck my dick. Him and that lady. Like, fuck out of here. Y'all pissing me like bro, y'all really be pissing me off. Six nine admits that he's uh struggling financially in a court hearing. I don't know if that's a lie or that's um a real story because niggas do don't get it twisted. Like when you even do the bankruptcy shit, you're gonna bluff your numbers because you're trying to get out of paying some shit. So I don't know if six nine trying to avoid paying something, so he's trying to say he ain't get no money. And, and, and then he might be telling the truth, he may not even be bluffing at all. He might be dead ass on his dick. I mean, what's the last bro? I have not heard six nine in a long time. I ain't heard a song from him. I ain't seen him on Instagram or nothing. So he might not be lying. He might be dead ass serious. I don't know. But to me, I, I wouldn't be mad if um if he was bluffing. He, bro, please do not tell me the Lakers getting their ass beat right now. 17 to fucking two playing Toronto. 24 to four. All right, bro. Like, fuck out of here. I'm ready to go to bed. This shit pissing me off. I can spass my bed time, dog. What the fuck else got going on? Whatever, fuck six nine. Um, little baby teases that he's about to drop his album this summer. My turn again unveils his plan on releasing new videos every few weeks. Um, before he drops his new album, we was talking about numbers. I told y'all numbers don't m matter to me, but I will mention little dirks how much lord dirks so lord dirk album new album 72 20 so anywhere from 120 to 130 not gonna hold y'all bro lord i'm gonna go on a limb and say lord dirk is probably one of the best pain rappers and when i say pain excuse me lord dirk really know how to paint like amazing pictures when it comes to like I'm going to just tell you a perfect song, and I think you should just go listen to the album. But the very first song on the album, I think is what it's called, um, Started. I can't remember. The very first song on the album, right? He painted a picture, for people who don't know, Lord Dirk lost his cousin, Nooski, maybe like four or five years ago now. 
but he painted that picture so well when he was saying like in the address that seven um seventy two twenty that's his grandmother's house and he was just like well Nooski used to sleep on the couch downstairs at my grandmother's house so him painting that picture of how like basically i'm sure y'all all got cousins and y'all didn't spend the night at all y'all spend the night at your grandmother's house or whatever the case may be he's painting you that picture of like this is the cousin that nigga we used to share you know like a couch share space at my grandmother's house and i lost him and towards like this was like at the beginning of like this ain't he wasn't even at the peak where he at right now where he like dirk dirk like he was getting his feet wet this was like right after the day's loaf shit. so him to kind of paint that picture where it's like of him sharing it, I think you can kind of like almost close your eyes and imagine a relative that you didn't share those type of childhood moments with and losing them on the peak of your career starting to continue to rise. And that picture just kind of make it hit just a lot differently. And you just kind of be like, damn, and he really explaining like people, I seen niggas like academics who were sitting here thinking like, oh, I thought he was going to be dissing NBA young boy the whole time. And that to me, that window will be so small. Cause it's like, really, let's think about how many of y'all really let's still listen to back to back. One of the best diss songs of all time, but that song really loses replay value because Meek and Drake ain't beefing no more. So you're not playing that shit no more. So why would I make a whole song about an album, but you deaf, the fucked up part about it, I've said this on here a million times, the older we get, the more we have to deal with that shit because it becomes a part of your life because God willing, we'll lose our relatives off of um, just old age and health compilations and shit like that and not gun violence like how Dirk has to use with it. But when you go through those things, you always do. Sometimes people want to find music to use as therapy. And I feel like Dirk sets the tone and set the mood in so many different scenarios and it do always kind of make you when you listen to him it'd be like damn this little nigga really be going through some shit and he really kind of only at this point probably got like his immediate family and his girl and you can tell from the lyrics he puts i'm sure he puts a lot on that girl and, and for people who kind of like you when you, we glorify like the um engagement shit and the gifts and shit he buy her but if you actually listen to the music and you really listen to be like no, nah, this girl probably really actually earning a lot of these shits and she might be underpaid if you're thinking of like the value of like your in-house therapist on who you're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis and putting off a lot of your emotions and a lot of your pain. And he talks about it in his music, how like this is his realistically, this is Road Dog. This is his best friend. This is who he only person he kind of can rely on right now. And that shit just kind of make you think like, damn, that shit is kind of deep. It's kind of fucked up. Um, but definitely go check out that new Lord Dirk project. Florida man calls now on one and have the um police test his meth for to test his meth to be authenticity to make sure his meth was straight and it wasn't stepped on. And that shit sound kind of crazy, but hey, tie that right into six um six spring breakers overdose over cocaine that was actually laced with fentanyl. 80 what did it say 80 to 100 times stronger than um morphine and two are fighting for their lives and the other ones are visiting florida um while they were visiting florida so two of them are fighting for their lives right now out of the six think about it that florida man sound crazy but then literally in that same fucking state spring breakers is out there celebrating their fucking spring break shit and overdose Cause they shit was cut with fentanyl. Florida man don't sound as crazy now, do we? 
New Jersey is the only country where it's illegal, where it is illegal to pump your own gas. And it's been like that for 73 years. 78% of the New Jersey women say they do not want to start pumping their own gas. Bro, that's kind of crazy. I can't imagine. I can't imagine paying nobody pump my gas. That shit kind of nuts. Like, that shit just sounds fucking insane. Like, what? Mm. People who are into music, y'all should check out Benny the Butcher Jump, but we're talking about diss songs. That's tough. We cannot sleep on. I'm sorry, Tory Lanez, that I waited to the last minute, but boy, he had some bars for Meg Thee Stallion's boyfriend, Partisan Farntane. The song is called, what is it called? No Cap or Cap? I can't remember, but just go on Apple Music or wherever you listen to your music at. Put in Tory Lane's Cap and it'll come up. He has some bars for Buddy. I'm not going to hold you like. Two things for sure. If I'm partisan, partisan Farntane, me and Tory Lane still got to square up. And I'm, this would, to me, would be the perfect time. Nigga, you want your career to get off the ground? You need to diss that nigga. But a funny line that Tory had on that song was, um, I know you're going to want to diss me back, but you're going to have to get Cardi to rap for it. Um, rap their verse for you. So basically, for people who don't know, small backstory is Partisan Fartain is a writer for Cardi B. His biggest song as a solo artist is the back, back, backing it up featuring Cardi B. So Tory Lane's kind of like, yeah, nigga, you want to diss me back, but you can't do it. Get, get you gonna have to get Cardi to rap that shit for you because it sounds better when she do it. That's what a ghostwriter is. Real quick, shout out to Drake. Drake can damn near do no wrong, and I seen all the women lusting and loving. Drake and his cornrows. Um, shout out to Drizzy Drake and shout out to Drake for still being the number one streamed artist. What was it like 1.4, some 1. something billion? It was and it was still like a couple million. I think the closest nigga to him was NBA Youngboy and Juice World. The crazy thing is, Drake ain't put out no new music in like seven months. When this fuck the certified level boy come out like um September? What is it September? Yeah, September, right? September, yeah, I'm slow, so I'm gonna count it all out. September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Seven months. Still over a billion fucking streams and ain't put out no music in over seven fucking months. That shit is insane, bro. Drake is a different type of fucking demon. And y'all gotta think about it. NBA Youngboy is so close up on him, bro. He this nigga done dropped like three projects since he's been home on house arrest. Don't get me twisted. It's still impressive, but it ain't as impressive as this nigga Drake ain't put out shit in seven months. And the closest niggas to him has put out three fucking projects this year. That's fucking insane. But again, I appreciate y'all for listening to me. Y'all listen to this fucking long. Again, y'all know where I'm at each and every Tuesday. And don't get it twisted. If y'all want to see some of these clips, I'm like, I, at the beginning, I was trying to do this shit on YouTube. I struggling trying to like entertain the camera. And talk on the mic. Like, I got to figure out how to do that shit. But I'm doing separate videos on YouTube. I ain't on Twitch. Y'all, you know, YouTube, they was getting that shmoney. I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to be right there on your ass, baby. Break that motherfucking bread for me, please. I, you can find me on YouTube. Real quick, Um, a show I did not watch, and I do feel like I would be a hypocrite for not saying this. Um, Because I do want to watch this shit. What is it uh, called? Um, Albert elementary i know i'm fucking it up but they got renewed for a second season by abc i heard people talk about it and i haven't seen it but i told myself i do need to watch this show because it is a black cast and i do want to watch it um and megan the stallion did i told you she put out a new song she said this song belongs sweetie pie salimba um symbolizes representing women rising from the ashes i don't know what the fuck that means because i didn't listen to that song and i'm not going to listen to that song because it's a pop song i'm going to get a hard pass 
no for me dog um did i miss anything else nope oh i did but i'm gonna start this episode with um i'm gonna yeah i got y'all i'll holler at y'all next week